podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. Do your thing, boys. Good morning, good evening, and welcome, people, to episode 410 of Film Bastards. We are, we're all in a fucking room. We are. We're in a fucking same fucking room. Real Who am I joined by for this episode? As ever, I am joined by one of my co-hosts. Ian Loring, hello. Um, his balls are out. Um, <laughs> oh, Becky. Balls are really oh, no, really. <laughs> <laughs> Becky oh. isn't with us. Uh, she's at, oh, at home dear. being sensible. <laughs> Who else have we got? Noel Mellor. I wish. And Jordan McGrath. Uh, from, from, from which podcast, John? He's from her movie. And from, um, from, 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 I am, I am from, on my from retirement. This is on my farewell podcast. This is so, your retirement so this podcast. This evening is my farewell podcast. Yes. So. Are you going to Steven Soderbergh that shit and just keep fucking coming I, I, back? I'm, yeah, I might. Yeah, so you're going to do that, yeah. Shit. Yeah, you are, you are. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Smith, you're going to bitch shit. and moan at people and then just fucking come back anyway. It, it well, would seem 100% me, <laughs> so yes. I, I kind of already demand you come back for guest appearances. Yeah, so you it seems likely. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. So what we got? I'm we're tired from my own podcast. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. The last time uh, we were all like together um, was Jordan's wedding. It was. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's been knocking on for two years. Uh, it's been a weirdly shit couple of years mm-hmm. because of all various things. But here we are together, and we're going to bring you some Suicide Squad. Fucking love the gesticulation, Mark. I bet it's all the this time. This is really I've got yeah. gesti- you've got gesticulation to the left of me and gesticulation to the right. <laughs> um, it's a beautiful thing. Very good. <laughs> I shouldn't retire, should no, I? No, you should. Well, that is a glory. <laughs> and you've got some The Suicide Squad. Um, we've also got some Zola, which we all watched together. Yep. Uh, and just some random bits and pieces. Nothing bits and bats, you might say. Bits and bats, you might say, right. if you were from the north. Um, there. Yeah, I'm um, from the north. Uh, yeah. Europe. If you were properly from the north. Properly. We eat the most northern version here. We're only from Scotland. Alright, the north. Any more northern than you'd be addicted to heroin. Oh, this is still better most of my intros. I am very, very relaxed. Ian, Ian, what's happened in the news this week? I don't know. Are you back for kidnapping? Um, we recorded on Wednesday. Um, Matt Damon stopped using a certain word, didn't he? Oh, let's swear that one. Have you seen this, this thing that's been going around on Twitter about, um, God, was it Christian, Christian Bell and Jake Gyllenhaal both saying that basically they don't really bathe? Like, like they just like naturally clean. Seriously, Jake Gyllenhaal. Like, I don't know whether it was just bullshit. No, he was taking the piss. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, how Jake Gyllenhaal gets his hair to look like that. I might stop bathing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. It, 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 was, it was very much one of Jake Gyllenhaal's I can't be asked to answer these questions, so I'm yeah, just going to yeah. say random shit. Like, like, like when he tried to convince um, some news reporter that his name was pronounced Jehulahan. Uh, <laughs> and she kept on pronouncing it like that, and he couldn't stop laughing. What was the, the question time, was that he was responding to as just, well? It wasn't even anything about that, he just said it. Right, okay. <laughs> Well, I should just introduce him. Like, I'm with Jake Gyllenhaal, and he's like, I'm ever so sorry, but I have to correct you there. <laughs> it's Jehula. Yeah, that was literally what he did. Wow. It just started going like that. I mean, there's a difference between volunteering information about your bathing habits 
than volunteering information about your racist past or how you stopped saying the F word a few weeks ago. I, 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 I do like Matt Damon, Matt Damon's statement afterwards of going, of going, can I just clarify? I didn't actually use the word. I just wasn't aware it was offensive. It's like, stop digging, Matt. Just seriously, stop digging. You're making Ben look better. So again, as I was saying to you, uh, one, of, uh, one of you, or possibly all of you, loudly, uh, yes, last night, um, I'd gone back to watching the Philip DeFranco show on YouTube because I was just curious to see if he was still doing that. And I've started, I've subscribed again. And I'm like, I, I quite, I'm quite entertained by watching him. But the thing that entertains me is he does, he looks at sort of internet news and he sort of, he acknowledges the different sides of it. So my position on this whole Matt Damon thing has been, fuck you, Matt Damon. Why, why, why is it only now that you've like stopped saying this thing after your wife has black so I was watching the, Dog, film, yeah. the Philip Duranko thing and he was he was talking about how you know actually before we jump on top of him and go fuck you why were you saying this up until a few months ago can we not just take this as a positive story about how someone listens to their kids yeah because you know a lot of the things that were said in my childhood and my household were awful and would not pass today but if I'd have challenged my parents about that yeah. they wouldn't fucking listen to me they're like get the fuck out of here you're a child don't talk to me about that so you know maybe it's a positive story and maybe it's a story about how somebody has looked at things that they grew up saying and has belatedly admittedly recognised that it's the wrong thing to say it, 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 isn't that just isn't yeah. it better if we're all it, it, not it, saying the things it, that it's, it, it's, you know, the whole, it's, it's kind of a good thing isn't it's it, the really? whole um Ad rock thing from the uh, from the Beastie Boys of yeah. saying I prefer to be the person who realised they were wrong yeah. than the person who continued to continue be to wrong. Can uh, we not just come down on yeah. the people who do say that? Yeah. Still? It's Is, doesn't that make me, me? Isn't that a more useful? Yeah, let, let's time, let's yeah. celebrate the change and the fact that they've admitted yeah. that they were wrong. Then just cancel. Yeah. It's okay. It'd be cancelling somebody for, for, for saying, I don't say this. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, moving on from that, um, should we delve into a review? Oh, mm. what, what about a trailer? Oh, well, what, tra- what trailer are you thinking, Arian? Crime Macho. You, yes, the Crime Macho yeah. trailer came out. Um, yeah. the, the latest um, Clint Eastwood um, fair. You you were quite taken by this trailer, weren't you? Cry macho, I'm gonna cry macho in my Gran Torino. Who does who does this? Who do we think does the theme tune to it? Who who would we? Clint In in the absence of either Johnny Cash or Clint Eastwood doing a song of this, he did for Gran Torino. He did for Gran did Torino. Yeah, he's kind of in my Gran Torino. Did it? Yeah, the end. I want that. The song oh, in the Gran Torino is it's, it's, it's Clint singing it. Oh, he wrote and sang yeah, it. I want that then. All right, well, that's answered my question. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I believe that Carter Burnwell and Shooter Jennings wrote the music oh. for it. For what? For the Gran Torino. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, uh, you know, I've, I've had my issues with uh, with Clint E. Boy, you know, and it's like. It's not just a good film! I, do you know what? I'm almost at the point where I'm like, fucking hell, do I just need to pull my head out of my ass and watch American Sniper and maybe it's, go, do you know what? It's not all that bad. No, I get your points about American yeah. Sniper. We've always, dis- we've always disagreed on this. Yeah, yeah. I get your points about American Sniper, but it is a good film, and I think it's about looking at the film through the lens of not what it. 
it's not politically trying to do it, uh, what I think maybe you thought it was. Yeah, like it, yeah. It, it's, I don't think it's kind of simpler than that. Like, yeah. I think. Okay, that's interesting. I think with Clint, I, 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 I don't think Clint is as I think because no. because Clint no. because Clint has a certain spots a certain political party. Yeah, but he doesn't front up for all the people about that yeah. party and actually speaks out against that party. I think because of that, a lot of the time people assume that he has certain things. So people would assume that yeah. Clint was pro-Trump and he wasn't. He was very anti-Trump. Mm. Um, in the same way as a lot of Republican actors were. Um, Schwarzenegger, for instance, is very anti-Trump, but was literally a Republican governor. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a little bit of, of, of that. I don't think Clint actually makes that politically charged he, he makes people stories, and that's the, the, the like, like that's what attract. I I'm attracted to people stories, and Clint Eastwood makes people stories. Whether you agree with his approach to directing or or the, the artistry of what he does. He makes people stories, and his last few films have been strong people stories, I think. It, and it, it, that's, that attracts me to this film, this trailer, more than the overall concept does. The interesting thing about... I'm less attracted to the trailer, as I think, I would, I think I'll enjoy the film. I don't know if the, I enjoyed the trailer. The interesting thing about, about Clint, I think, as a, as a filmmaker and a, a film presence, is the fact that the guy has been going now... For seven hundred years, but, 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 but literally, cinema itself has existed, yeah. and and Clint has existed for about two thirds of cinema. It's mental <laughs> that he's that he's there, and the fact that he's still going. Crime actually looks like it's going to be a little bit like lazy. People are going, oh, well, it just looks quite staged and quite lazily directed. It's like he's ninety-three years <laughs> fucking old, yeah. dickhead. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It looks Clint-y, but I, I do like his whole kind of befriending someone from another ethnicity, kind of like learning to be more kind of aware that, that he's been doing in, yeah, in his that, films. That, that was great in, in The Mule. There was a bit in The yeah. Mule where, where he refers to... He stops to help some people yeah. and refers oh, to them right. as, as, yeah. as coloured. Yeah. And they go, oh, we don't like we called that. And he was like, oh, all right. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. And it was very much like a... It was almost like him saying to people from his generation, look, I know you do this and you think that it's okay, but it, it, it's well, listen, not. Yeah, you know, listen, yeah, it, yeah. But, but also as well at the same time, saying to people at the same time, saying, look, people from a different generation might say this, but they don't... Some, some of them, not a lot of them might, but some of them don't mean it in a derogatory way. Yeah. That's just... It literally is... They are from a different generation, but in a, not in the they can say racist things. They're from a different generation. Mm. There's that element to it. Um, I, I like the look of Crime Macho. Uh, it does look a lot more, a lot slower yeah. than things like the Mule and stuff like that. It, it's going to be well, very I, interesting. But it'll be it'll be 96 minutes long as well, which is going to be great. Yeah, mm. I enjoyed the be- I I enjoyed the beginning of when when it comes to the actual trailer. I enjoyed the beginning of the trailer more because it felt like the Mule, and then when the sort of befriending I, I, thing came in and that like I was a bit more like oh. I very much but then liked at the end of it I was like I know I'm gonna watch I know I'm gonna enjoy the actual film more than the 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 soft hearted portrayal of the film that I'm getting in this yeah. trailer. What I, what I like about the trailer is, is the fact that it looks like Clint's gonna take on this this idea of mm. um, of the machismo that has always been put onto Clint. Mm. Uh, that you know the, the stoicity of the um, his character in the spaghetti westerns 
and things like that. And he's he's never shied from having a a more vulnerable side. He's always played quite strong macho characters, but he's always shown a, a kind of fragility yeah. to, to, to to machismo and stuff like like that. And that literally looks like this is him going right. This is like the the, the final fucking you know. This might be the every movie might be my last. I need to kind of close a bit of a different yeah. book on my career. Yeah. I, th- I think we're going to look back in years to come on this latter day part of like the post million dollar baby sort of era of Klimt's film career and look at it as a catalogue of like those sort of old man coming to terms with the world stuff. Yeah. I think we'll look at it as a separate bunch of films and, and appreciate it probably more. Fucking more people need to appreciate it, Neil. It's just a good movie. It's a good movie, yeah. Um, so what, what got you about him? Because you were very excited about him. You, you literally you literally WhatsApp me in all caps, each letter of crime that show. Yeah, I did. I did. Um, at like 7 o'clock yesterday night. I, I do like that, though. Yeah, yeah. I do like the messages going, nice. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I mean, it, it, I just think it looks like a straightforward good time. Yeah. It just looks like a very straight down the line telling a simple story, hopefully telling it well. And I, I am interested in what's going to happen with the chicken. Like, that's such a weird left turn right at the end of that fucking trailer. It's like, right, we've introduced an element of chaos here. <laughs> I'm kind of looking forward to how that, that's going to play out. So I, I'm honestly, genuinely looking forward to Cry Macho. And I didn't think I'd be saying that. So, you know, hey. Do you, th- do you think it will be like the chickens from the third uh, Harry Love movie? What happens there? Uh, they've been fed nothing but cocaine. Yeah, I hopefully. The third one, maybe? The third Hangover movie. Ah. Uh, yeah, Chang feeds not that his chickens nothing but cocaine. <laughs> they're, just, they're just really aggressive chickens. <laughs> Fucking fucked up. <laughs> but yeah, no, it comes out, comes out next month. You know, mm-hmm. like, well, in, that's the, isn't, that, America, isn't, isn't that another Warbler's one that's not on HBO Max? No, they're doing it on HBO Max as well. Is it? Didn't, on the trailer, didn't, oh, that's, I didn't have the HBO Max. Oh, so where, do, where do real people get to see that's it? interesting. Yeah. It will probably come out here about the same time. On cinemas? Yeah. No. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Like, September just looks like a pretty fucking interesting month. You've got Venom, you've got Malignant, you've got No Time to Die, you've got this, hopefully, over here. You know, you've got Annette. Like, it just... It's in September, isn't it? Yeah, like, September through Christmas is fucking stacked. It's stacked, yeah. It's You've really got to one of those movies to watch. One, you could only watch one, which would it be? Out of those films? Yeah. I mean, it would have to be No Time to Die, because, I, like, yeah. I, I need... I need to close that loop. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I fucking... It feels like the world won't get back to normal until we've all had No Time to Die. It, yeah, I mean, it's like the bondage shows on Patreon. Uh, pa- the Patreon, I... I've been doing those, I think, for over two years, <laughs> and it's just like they need to end. <laughs> You've been doing it for two years; it was still going to rush to the end. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember doing the bloody. Um, I, I, I watched Tomorrow Never Dies, and then they literally announced that it, it like, a No Time to Die had been delayed again. When was that? Like last year, sometime when they delayed it to November, um, and then. God, we were like something else. Was, one of the commentaries was recorded, and then it was like, right, okay, we're pushing into September, and it was like could never catch a break. It's just like the most sporadic fucking patron thing, like that more 
so than Fincher Club even, <laughs> just because they keep on fucking doing that. Fincher Club that we haven't recorded an episode for eight months. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, guys, if you want to Patreon to us, um, it's $2 a month, uh, Patreon slash Film Bastards. And also, we are a Pod Syndicate podcast. Other Pod Syndicate podcasts include, what do they include? Not a Jordan. Movie. Yes, and they also include Chins Ruggles, Put the Rewatch Project, Entertainment Landfill, and Giant Sequel, sequel and Bonus Shows. Bonus yeah. shows. What are you going to get my bonus show coming up very soon? You're going to get The Geek Off. Yeah. It's our fourth, we think. Um, sure. The reigning champion might lose his crown. Uh, there is a trophy this year as well. Is there? There is. Is there? Oh, fuck. What? There is a trophy. What, Mike's made a trophy? No, I have a trophy. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, any of the trailers for any pair of wet jeans? <laughs> I don't think I've seen any trailers, to be honest. Not in the last few days, I don't think. No. Nope. Right. So, I need to get up, I need to get up my phone so I can actually read out what, what who's in it and who directed it and things like that, because... I'm prepared. Which film are we talking about first? The Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. I mean, it's got directed by James Gunn and stars a lot of people, but... Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Come on, you can do this one off the top of your head. No, I can't. I don't have much of a head. Um, so it says, Margot Robbie, Idris Elba, John Cena, Joel Killerman, uh, Michael Rooker, Viola Davis, Nathan Fillion is in there, Jai Courtney might be in there, we'll see. Uh, who else is in there? Other people. Loads of other people. Uh, written and directed by James Gunn. What is the synopsis? What does what does I am of the DB say about the synopsis for the Suicide Squad? Super villains Harley Quinn, Bloodsport, Peacemaker, and a collection of nutty cons at Belle Reveille Prison join the super secret, super shady Task Force X as they are dropped off in the remote, enemy infused island of Corto Maltese. Enemy infused yeah. island. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was the yeah. So that that's the Suicide Squad. It's a sequel to Suicide Squad, but this time it's James Gunn is there. Much James Gunn is nowhere. Um, is it a sequel? I, um, I mean, it has yes. the same, some of the same characters. It's a, it's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's, it is a sequel that they don't say it's a sequel, is what I would yeah. say. Like a soft reboot. It's an yeah. anomaly in many respects in that regard, isn't it? It's mm. not quite a sequel but it kind of is there, there's, there's, there's three of the same characters yeah, yeah. Playing the same. yeah but they're playing them differently and it's like they've never met yeah. before almost. Um, but we are all spoilers all the time guys yeah. so the last performance of my correspondent maybe <laughs> um, no The Suicide Squad first of all just very quickly what were your thoughts on Suicide Squad I thought it was pretty messy, actually. It's a, it a piece of shit. I, I, I thought it was pretty messy. Yeah. So, The Suicide Squad. Oh, did, on Suicide Squad? No, The Suicide Squad. Which one? Like, did you want my thoughts on the previous one yeah. first? Yeah. yeah. That is also very messy, but terribly edited and yeah. a bit poor, and I think there's a good movie there, and it's a fucking shame that we'll never get to see it. Yeah. Because no one will the A cup. Yeah. Uh, maybe the, like, suicide the Suicide Squad. squad. So, um, yeah, we give it a little hint it's there. It's very messy. <laughs> Again, it's less messy than the last one. And I kind of wanted it to li- to be a little bit more coherent. I need to watch it again. Because I was drunk and I was into it. And then after a while, it became a bit like. Uh, it was just a bit too much and I just wanted it to calm down and focus a little bit. Um, George, that was your second watch of The Suicide Squad. It was. 
Um, so what, 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 did, what, what did you think of, did it go up or did it go down still the same? It actually went thoughts? down a little bit on the first watch. I think there's a lot to say about the mania of it all mm. um, on a first watch. You just swept up in all the different characters, the comedy, the incessant of what's the craziest thing that will happen, happen in this scene and expecting that to happen. So we have the opening, um, even though I remember, I remember talking to Ian about it, it was like a trailer hinted at that happening. Yeah. However, yeah. I hadn't got that trailer, I hadn't watched that trailer, so even though you knew people were going to die, but that was actually quite a bit of like a, oh, okay. Then the film starts, and I, I quite like that, but it's just, the comedy's good, the goal's good. For me, it starts really well. And then just becomes a series of diminishing returns. Mm. And then when you hit the final act, it's just coming to a stop of, I don't care anymore. Mm. And when you've got a big... It's all about the characters. That's why I thought the way I can explain it. It's all about the characters. So when you have a big action sequence, and the characters aren't having that quick wit anymore, it's just like everything else that's out there, which is a shame. So, Ian... You've watched it one and a half times. Mm. Um, <laughs> so, is King Shark still your boy? King Shark's my best friend. Yeah, yeah. He he, he likes num nums. He does like num nums, and you, you you literally ordered a Funko Pop King Shark during the movie, didn't you? Did yes. Hearing <laughs> and hearing. Yes. Um, so, I mean, let's not look at the second viewing because you know we can't make quite taking our second viewing. But first viewing, what were your thoughts? No, I mean, I, to be honest, I think I could probably like speak to the second viewing to a certain extent. Um, I'm, yeah, balls on, on show, okay. <laughs> um, the thing is, the position that I'm looking at you right now, you look fucking gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to give any context to this, are we? <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, no, I mean, like, the, th- the thing is, first time around, I watched it I watched it with my boys, Paul and Bart, you know, and we'd had a few drinks before. Paul and Bart. And Bart. <laughs> Is that what you call your balls? <laughs> Paul's going to hate that. Oh, <laughs> um, Bart. Bart's going to be alright. Yeah, that Bart's going to be fine. It's, it's so close to Paul, Paul Blart. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's really good. That's really taking you, isn't it? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so juvenile. No, no, it's fine. Paul Blart, more... in the cinema as well like Paul literally brought in a bottle of whiskey um, and it, it, we had a, a blast watching it but hearing your points there it is like the third act is just big CG beastie go stomp 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 yeah. and it, it tones down the funny um, you know 
suddenly Joel Kinnaman and Joe, uh, John Cena have to have a, like, is this the right thing to do? A bit, like, kind of battle, which doesn't really feel of a piece with with the rest of the film. Um, but I, I, I still think it's very, very entertaining. I mean, like, the whole thing about the people dying at the start, it was just obvious from the trailer for me, because, like, those, those people were barely... I think in the trailer it's very limited situations. I think when we, we discussed it at one point, I think, didn't we, Ian, where I think it might have been one of those off mic things we discussed about it. Uh, and we, with exception, I think I think we had Weasel surviving longer yep. and we had uh, Rick Flagg dying earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the rest of them, all the ones from the trailer, we were like, yeah, they're going to die straight away before the credits. It's, it's like that, though. It's for me, again, I think. Watching it in a cinema actually does make it a better movie because you get the reactions of the audience. That's true, actually. Especially in, in that opening where yeah. it's just throwing stuff at the screen yeah. and you're getting laughs and you're completely no, in the mood for well, it. I, mean, that was, I was enjoying that part of it and I think that's part of like, you know, I don't know if it's fair or unfair to be too comparative with the previous Suicide Squad movie, but it's, it's obvious you're going to do it. They have the same problems, like Suicide Squad, David Ayer's Suicide Squad. The assembling of the team is not handled very well. It's clunky and it's awkward and there's too many needle drops and they were going for the thing that matched the trailer that they did that was popular and all that type of thing. Mm. But all that aside, that's the fun part of that movie seeing these people come together mm. and then bounce off one another. And then as the film goes on, they bounce on they bounce off one another more and more awkwardly. And then the film has to give them something to do. And what the film gives them to do is fucking boring. It's the same problem with this one. It's it's seeing these characters introduced and brought in and then seeing characters killed off. Yeah. That's all great fun. But then they get to a certain point and I think at that point you sort of you get tired of the chaos and you go, all right. So what are we doing, right? I, 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 I get who everybody is. I get who's dead. I get who's carrying on. Where are we going now? And it just rather than find a groove. In this case, I don't think that it's become. I don't think that it becomes that the, the end of the film is boring. I think it's just that the end of the film continues the chaos. And it just like I'm already chaosed out. I just want to find a reason for these people together, and the re the, the, the reason for these people to be together is to beat up a giant starfish. Yeah, and I'm just a bit like, oh, right, it, it, okay, it, it, it's like, like that. just it's too much. Like just it doesn't settle at all. And that's it's when you think the plot has obviously been the second thing that's been thought about while yeah. I was writing the script. Yeah, th- because all James Gunn's thinking is let's do that giant starfish which yeah. is a minor character from DC years ago because then people like me will go oh it's fucking what's he called Star Star, Star like oh and then you know what that works in a trailer but if that's the climax of your film it, 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 that, that's the problem is, is that it's a little the, the, the villain for it uh, feels the problem is you've already got rid of the villains and then Star of the Conqueror comes out and it, it feels a little bit like beyond the shot of Buff, Star or um, Suicide Squad versus Star or the Conqueror. Everything that happens beyond that is a little bit like, like, um, and I don't like this movie, but um, Edgar Wright got it right when he had Scott versus Mega Scott. Yeah. 
and then you don't see the battle, they just walks out or anything like that. With that, you then get to see the battle, which is really quite boring. And, and the, the problem, thing is, the you, you is know that it's going to be... By that point, you kind of go, right, well, this is going to be Rat Catcher. They've missed, the tri- they've, mi- they've missed the trick. They made a very long film, and the climax was the Starro situation. Now, don't get me wrong, you have to... If you're going to assemble Task Force X, this group of super-powered or hyper-powered or whatever people to take down a villain, then it makes sense that that villain is something like Starro, something that's Superman level, something that is very difficult to take down, that only those people could take down. But the, the way you make this film more interesting is to acknowledge that the real villain of this whole film is Amanda Waller yeah, and everything that she represents. So whatever it is that you need to do with Starro, you do it in the second act. And then you flip it around into what is Amanda Waller protecting and what is she doing and what is she part of it, and how do they take that down? Yeah, it, that's the more interesting thing it, to do. It, She's it, the bad guy that's more it, interesting. If you'd flipped the, the Star uh, the Conqueror bit into just before and then had Peacemaker... Make and, them and, think that that's, flag, the, that's yeah. the third act when in fact yeah. it's the second and, act. And Flag having that battle and that goes in. But it's almost like they, they, they haven't quite got the balls to go, no... We're going to have a big fight and then we'll have a little battle at the end of it. You've got to have this big CG this yeah. big CG battle towards the end. And it kind of, it feels a little bit like we're going around in circles a little bit with yeah. these superhero movies. We're going, it's fun to start off with. Then it's good once you get to know the characters and then it goes off a cliff because they're always fighting something big that's falling out of the sky or something that's big. What are the, the most sky. successful Marvel movies? Like, not financially successful. For, for people, people will refer to Civil War yep. and uh, Winter Soldier as the most successful Marvel movies in terms of what they do with the characters. And the thing it's that they do with the, they, the, the thing that they do is they make this insidious thing, the threat. Yep. And that's the problem. I, I have less of a problem with it now. The problem that I always had with like Avengers Age of Ultron is because the threat of Ultron it's much more interesting when it's an insidious thing that's everywhere and it's difficult to take down rather than a big shiny robot thing that you have to fight at the end. And it's the same with this. Like if you, if the Suicide Squad are created because of the system and then they do what the system tells them to do and then the real threat is the system and then they have to take that system down. That's way more pun. It that's is. way more interesting. Yeah, but then the, that's yeah. a much more interesting well, it. It is a tremendously fun first hour and a quarter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In terms of for, for, for that, there's an awful lot of, 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 of fun in that. Um, you know, bringing King Shark reading a fucking book upside down. And I, 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 I can sort of be a bit hit and miss with Idris Elba. I thought he was fantastic in this. Yeah, he's good. In yeah. terms of that, you know, he, he gets the dramatic bits across and he gets all of that across. Uh, he, he comes across as more. I mean, he instantly comes across more badass than Will Smith just because he just seems a little bit more yeah, badass yeah. Than, than Will Smith. And I don't mind Will Smith. It's, it's, it's one of those things where, again, with the finale, when you can't finish a sequence with a gag, yeah. it doesn't land as well. It's like, for example, the best sequence for me in the movie is when they go into that um, the camp and you've got Budsport and you've got a Peacemaker yeah, yeah. having their sort of sort of yeah, match off yeah, and you've got that it's, it's a good action it's a good yeah. sequence it's got some good kills yeah. but then you've got the gag at the end of it it's like well these are the freedom fighters 
yeah. and that's what is funny. Or it's yeah. like you've got the whole sequence with Margot Robbie yeah. and the, the the president, yeah. and that ends up with a gag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've got the stuff, but you then you end it with a joke. Well, again, and that keeps in, those in both those situations, we're talking about this. This is the way these characters behave in yeah. this situation. We're putting these characters who you know now, who you understand now. We're putting them in these small situations. Walking through a jungle, killing people. If you've got Peacemaker over here, or you've got Bloodsport over there, based on what we know about these people, this is what's fun and interesting to watch, watching these two look at each other and deal with this. Same thing with Margot Robbie. Is she fooling us? Is she what? Is she just on the, like, is she on the job? Is she not on the job? Like, what we know about her is she's going through this and then, oh, revealed it's a mission. That's small things that you are applying those characters to. And if you have to, and apparently you do, have them beat up a, a giant starfish, then do that. But it's never going to be as interesting as that other stuff. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. I mean, it's, it, it, there is an element. There's, there's been a lot of, what I've seen an awful lot of is people saying uh, that Suicide Squad essentially is a a big but a two hundred million dollar budget trauma movie, and it's a little bit like I can see where they're coming from. If these people have never watched a trauma movie, yeah, and also fucking if, if anybody else was directing it, nobody would be saying this that. is it. The, the, the fact that it, the fact that that that, um, that James Gunn cut his teeth with yeah. with trauma it is for that. Um, but there is a funness of your fact that you've got a another R-rated comic mm. uh, movie and it is very very gory uh, but it's comic but gore yeah. that, that is within it is is an awful lot of a lot awful lot of fun uh, and again it's just let down by by that ending but everything building up to I would say up until they get to Jotunheim yeah it's a really fun movie but when they get into there it just Quite get that. Even like the, the, the whole peacemaker versus um, flag situation, that makes sense. Yeah. In terms of for uh, for how that works, it just should happen twenty minutes later. Yeah. The end of the movie shouldn't be them killing um, Starro. It should be the the killing of yeah. Yeah. of peacemaker yeah. because it just makes more sense because the Rick movie. Flag. Sorry. Uh, sorry. The killing of Rick Flag. Um. The the, the blood, blood spot shoots peacemaker. Oh, sorry. Yeah, um, it should be that. That's what. It, that's what it should be. Yeah. And then you, you can tie up the the Viola Davis into into that yeah. of, of her trying to stop them from killing Peacemaker, and then you can yeah. still have your post credits bit where it's Peacemaker yeah. still alive. And, that, and that's a, sorry. sorry no, and that's the thing is when the plot takes over. It's like the best part of Jotunheim is when Milton dies, <laughs> and they have the little check about who's Milton. It's because when you let the characters be like themselves and just, <laughs> and just exist, yeah. great. It's just when the, yeah. the thing, like, it's, it's, it's like having a scene of, and what, what I think they should do is like, it's like constantly these little, like, do you know, like the, the, the scar scene from Jaws when you've just got these three just having a good laugh? Yeah. Just let, let them be themselves. Let them breathe a bit, yeah. yeah. And, and then you'll get it. It's, yeah. The plot takes away from that. It's yeah. like, we've got, we've got to get from A to B. Yeah. But let's go E to Yeah. And I wonder if I wonder if, you know, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, from Warner Brothers in general reactions to the film as well about how 
this is James Gunn doing a, doing whatever the fuck he wants yeah. to do. Which is really good. And I get that, that's a good thing and we should support that. But I want you know, I want James Gunn to be able to do the, the things that he wants to do. But what I'm saying is the version of the film that I would like to have seen where we focus on everything that Amanda Waller represents and how you take that down and how you burn that down because that is the real bad guy. Maybe that's the thing that James Gunn wasn't allowed to touch. Because no matter how they do it, there's gonna need to be another Suicide Squad movie. It's, it's really so. bad because I did enjoy, I did enjoy the movie, but the film that I actually think I would have liked even more was would give him thirty million dollars and said do a Suicide yeah. Squad movie. Yeah. Because then you you just that. gonna get no, more grimy, more yeah. everything. It's, it's but that's that's the thing, and, and that they're, 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 he's clearly going for what the. You know, he's clearly going for that sort of like seven, late 70s yeah, yeah, yeah. dirty dozen kind of like well, the, 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 everyone's the, expendable kind there's of there's been a thing that has been said uh, again you don't we, make those movies we, on 200 million dollars we, 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 we hey, referenced it um, 500 grand we, we, we referenced it when we were talking about a different film uh, and saying about the fact that everyone compares everything to, to westerns mm. it's the easy thing to do um, <laughs> and so I, I had a thing that was, that was saying that is the Suicide Squad uh, the dirty dozen of the superhero movie in that it's the beginning of the end? I have a serious problem with the, the idea of, of this because the idea of that the superhero movies are a new thing is fanciful. You know, we, we had Superman movies from the 70s. Um, and if you're talking about superhero movies, for instance, Bloodshot in this movie has no superpowers. He's a super soldier. Yeah. So if you're taking it in that kind of levels, John McClane technically is a superhero. Um, yeah, Rambo than, is, a, yeah. is a superhero. So the idea that superhero movies started when the, the, the entire cast and the Furious. Yeah, you know, superhero yeah. movies re- realistically have existed yeah. um, it, since the Western stopped being popular in American cinema, and you started getting things like the first Superman movie came out, and then you had the action movies um, of the eighties. And then the 90s, there was a little bit of a lull, which kind of coincided again with Westerns becoming popular again with films like Unforgiven and Tombstone and, and, and bits like this and the Wyatt Earp movies. And, but then superhero yeah. movies came back in. But even within all that, you had, what whilst all that was going on, from 89 to 97, you had four or five Batman movies. The other, the other so these, things, like these the, things exist. The, other, um, the question around, like, things that people say like that around, like, is... Is this the end of superhero movies? The end of superhero movies isn't up to the people who write blog posts about the end of yeah. superhero movies. The end of superhero Mary, the end of superhero movies is up to the general public. They are the most profitable type of movie in the whole but, fucking but, world right now. So people will continue to pay to and, and also anyone who thinks that if a few B list characters die in a suicide squad movie, that signifies the end of superheroes. Mm. They clearly know nothing about comics and how comic books work. Well, because is, comic superheroes don't ever die. Well, they, they, Even the ones who do die, this, this, they don't this die. This is the whole thing, is, is that you've got... There's a transition period, I think, that's happening at the moment within um, comic book movies. I don't like the idea of superhero movies. Like, comic yeah. book movies is a, different, is a different thing. But within popular comic book movies, you've got a transition period at the moment that's happening with the fact that the DCU knows nothing what it's doing. It's, it's a complete shambles. But also Marvel have got this new phase coming in that's kind of just started, but is we've not actually had a, a new film from this new phase yet. Because I can say Black Widow was, but it, it, it isn't. 
it, it's a previous Bears film. The first one that's going to be is going to be Shang-Chi, is it, in a couple yeah. of weeks' time? Yeah. Um, and there's little buzz about We are at a point, we are at a turning point for superhero movies or comic book movies, whatever you want to call it. We are at a turning point, which feels like it's been coming for a long time because of the last year or so. We are at a turning point for superhero movies, for DC and for Marvel, where the general public are going to learn what comic book readers have known for a very long time, which is that there are no rules. Yeah. And if you, like, it doesn't matter. Andrew Garfield can be Spider-Man and Tom Holland can be Spider-Man. Spider-Man can be dead. Batman can be dead. Batman can come back. Superman can die. He can come back. Like, it's not, yeah. there are no rules. And that has always been the way with comic books. Yeah. And now we are at this turning point where everybody's introducing multiverses and time fucking around like DC and Marvel are both doing everything that they can to ensure that the future of their movies means that they are not adherent to any rules yeah. whatsoever so mm. super hit so it just backs up what I was just gonna what I was saying before comic book movies will continue until people stop fucking paying for them it's as simple as that like it's not I think that people want they're, they're, they're a good commodity to go for and also the mm. people who die in, su- in this Suicide Squad movie did anybody actually know who the, those characters were? No. We're not talking about Batman and Superman. No. <laughs> if Polka Dot Man dies, did you know who Polka Dot Man was? I think that's what this film. No, I mean that's it. I mean Polka Dot Man has a de- a good little arc in the film, yeah. and then yeah, it's yeah. done. You know, job yeah. job done. You don't need to see the further adventures of Polka Dot Man. No. Da- David da- um, uh, Das Malchian or whatever yeah. his name is very good in it. Yeah. You know, like he's very good. And he's got, he's got a good year because he's still got uh, he's got Dune coming. Dune up, coming should yeah. we end up in a world where suddenly? Polka Man gets Everybody is like, oh my god, we need more Polka Dot Man. Yeah. You're going to see him again. Yeah. <laughs> They'll bring him back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they will. Yeah. find a way. Yeah. It's all bets are off. It's. Yeah, which I don't know is is interesting, but at, yeah, the whole, it, like you say, just the whole kind of like, there are no rules. Like, if that just means that there's going to be a greater variety of these things, then absolutely brilliant. You know, it's like. And I've, I've been liking the Marvel series. I mean, aside that, you know, it wasn't huge on Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but I like them because they are spending more time on the characters. Yeah. Like, they, they, they are, you know, I mean, like the Loki series. I was a really, really big fan of the Loki series, you know, and it was because it was just spending time with that dude, yeah. you know, and it's, I, I don't know, if, if, if that's the way that we can go in the future, I'll be honest, I'm probably more interested in the Marvel TV output than I am the Marvel films because they'll give you more time to more get experimentation to know, yeah, more time to know people. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's like, am I looking forward to Shang-Chi? Yeah. But I'll tell you what, I'm really quite looking forward to Hawkeye. Just the idea yeah, yeah, of yeah. like Jeremy Renner and Hayley Steinfeld go with like being on some sort of mission for yeah. six hours yeah. sounds like a good time, you know, and I say that as someone who's uh, not that into TV shows, yeah. you know, but just the fact as well that the, a lot of these series seem like they're going to be limited run things. You know, I, I like that. I mean, I'll take season two of Loki, but I'll also take WandaVision being like eight episodes and we're out, it, yeah. you know, like it's, I think it does, it does a couple of things. This, what they're doing with, with comic book movies in, and, and TV in that way, it does a couple of things. Like, first of all, it's difficult to ignore. It removes the stakes. So, you know, for the example that I just mm. gave, if Polka Dot Man dies, is Polka Dot Man dead? Or do we just bring him back if he's popular? Mm. So it removes those stakes. But at the same time, it allows them to experiment. Like, 
a few years ago, we would not have been in a position whereby DC and Warner would release a Suicide Squad movie. It didn't quite work. So they went, should we just try it again and just keep the things that we liked about it mm-hmm. and make a new... That's, we just wouldn't have... That no, wouldn't have um, happened. Uh, yeah. D- DC... Oh, we I'm can experiment and try new things now because if it doesn't work, fuck it, doesn't matter. It's a multiverse. That didn't happen. We're on to the next I mean, thing. Right? DC's complete mm. fuck up of Justice League um, has actually given us more interesting films. Mm. You know, it gave us the you know the Zack Snyder cut, which was interesting. It, but it gave us it, it it gave the ability to give um, Todd Phillips a chance to make Joker, mm. um, and you know they they had the the kind of look, fuck it, we don't give a shit now. To go out there and go, well, we're going to redo Suicide Squad. Mm. Is it a reboot? Is it a remake? Is it a a new version? No, it's just this. Yeah, this is what it is. What is it? We don't know. It's the Suicide Squad. Fuck it. There you go. By the time it comes out, no one will care. Yeah, no one will care. It's Harley Quinn. Look, she's there. Yeah. Um, and there's there's elements of that. I mean, the interesting thing now is where they where they go next. And you know, we discussed it briefly uh, this morning over coffee, didn't we? Before when we were recording. Uh, of, of what do you what do they do with with these characters next you know does because Michael Robbie said she'd still like to play Harley Quinn again mm. but like you said Ian another Harley Quinn movie is highly unlikely it, it, she's going to have to be in somebody else's film yeah, yeah. you know so then where does she, do, do, does she crop up do we get a crossover between the Matt Reeves Batman and yeah. this but then again Matt Reeves is, is making a Batman but Ben Affleck is still going to be in the Flash movie. Yeah. But I mean, with Harley Quinn though, it's just the fact that she's not a villain. You know, like she yeah. is that she is a protagonist. She's not an antagonist. Mm. This version of Harley Quinn now, I think there's been too much content of Harley Quinn for her to suddenly be the yeah. bad guy. Yeah, it doesn't make well, she, any she, sense. She'd have, she'd have to be if she was in, let's say, a Batman movie. She'd have to be cropping up in there and being in between. She's Deadpool now, isn't she? Yeah. Yes, but that's so, that, that could, yeah. she's an anti hero now. We, yeah. That's what she is now. So but then it's how does she she the, the, Yeah, because that, that she's stuck with between a rock and a hard place yeah. now because they're not gonna give her another solo film. They're not. No. They're, they're just they're not. Birds of Prey did not a lot worldwide and it wasn't it, like it was fairly well received, but not super, super well received by the public. You know, uh, it's so, so they, they they fucked up with the title. Oh yeah, the title was awful, yeah. and it you know the to be fair, the COVID like ummings and ahrings were kind of starting internationally at that point, mm. so that there were excuses there. But this is the thing. So now she's gonna have to be a supporting player in somebody else's film. Do I think there's gonna be another Suicide Squad? I'll be honest with this box office performance in the US. I'm not sure. Like Deadline are already basically blaming it on the brand name of just like people didn't like Suicide Squad and the film's marketing didn't do enough to say this isn't Suicide Squad again you know even though I think that's kind of bullshit I thought thought it did I thought the marketing did well Um, so yeah what what do you do with her and the the thing I basically I think she's going to be put on ice for a bit there's an element of, of she's a very she's very good at the character she plays but she's just never found a great movie to play that well, character. Well, that's the, that, that, that's the, that's that's the, the story of the DC universe. Yeah. This yeah. comes from somebody who yeah. really, I really liked uh, the Harley Quinn movie. But Birds of Prey's great. Yeah. Like, I've watched it a couple yeah, times now. That film is a, it's a fucking good film. It's a good film, but I can see why it didn't 
tick with with the with, I can see why it didn't make seven hundred million. Yeah. Mm. Is that this is what? But it was also like R rated as well, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. We've got a great Harley Quinn. We've got a great Superman. Yeah, we've got a great yeah. Batman. Flash, I'm not so sure about, but uh, you know, there's, there's, we've got a great Aquaman. We've just not had the right film for any of these people. <laughs> They're really these characters. You know? But that's why the Flash kind of it does almost seem like it's going to be the soft reboot. Yeah, because, Batman movie. Well, <laughs> sorry, and uh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, who's to say now? That you could have another version of Harley Quinn, who is a is a fucking wrong and come along, yeah. and then you can have a go against Batman. Yeah. Think maybe that's the way. Yeah. Maybe that is it for this version of Harley Quinn, and now we're gonna get one who does all the kind of like the jokes and all yeah. that shit, but also does the like Which, yes, Mister J. I think I think there can be Margot Robbie as well. Yeah. Could, but the problem, the problem is with Harley Quinn is she's not a very old character, mm. and her entire arc this far, thus far, has been she was a female henchman mm. who, um, you know, she was wrong. She was in love with the wrong guy. Mm. That's her arc. That's it. Mm. For the in 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 the comics. She's been doing this for a long time, this Deadpool thing for a long time of like, she's the anti-hero, she's wrong side of the tracks, but actually she's got a good heart. Yeah. That's who the character is. Like, yeah, she's, so she's, she's, she's like 90s, isn't she? Like late 90s. Well, she came, from the, animated series. Yeah. she came from the animated series and then they started plugging yeah. her into the comics Probably, as well. Yeah. But the whole, like, she was basically a henchman who got popular and then got the only thing to do, like she was never... You know, she was never a Batman nemesis. She didn't line up again. She yeah. wasn't like the Joker. She was the Joker's henchman. Yeah. And then she became a, an anti-hero sort of thing. So she, it's never you're never going to get... I don't think you're going to get a Batman movie where she is the main bad guy, whether it's Margot Robbie or whoever else. Yeah. It's just not... That's not who she is. I think the most interesting thing about her is escaping her past and becoming... What is it? Which is what they tried to do. Yeah, um, yeah. But I don't know. To be honest with you, the animated series does it better than anything mm. than anything else. So unless they actually try and do make that, then uh, I don't know what they do. And yeah, I just, I, you know, I don't see James Gunn coming coming back to DC again. You know, like I, I, I he, he will do Guardians three. I'm, I am hoping after Guardians 3 he goes right I'm gonna do my own thing now because he'll get he will get he will get a blank check for one film like basically I'm very very interested to see what James Gunn does when he's got Disney and Warner saying do whatever the fuck you want not based on a, not based on a, like what's the film that James Gunn wants to make yeah. it's not based on any comic book I, I want to see James Gunn James Gunn James Gunn's dragged me to hell. Yeah. What really? I mean, it was such a pal- palaclens of. What happens if James Gunn mm. makes a trauma movie yeah. today? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, then again, though, I mean, like, if he is like, nah, I like, I like fucking living in this world, then absolutely yeah. fair enough. I think what he I'm really hoping, does like. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, he, do, he, he, he does, does, you know, because everybody fucking loves him as well. Oh, and yeah. like, I, you know, James Gunn. He does come out with some silly shit at times, like uh, silly shit at times. Like his criticism of my, uh, uh, Martin Scorsese oh, this week, pathetic. like it, you know, doesn't put him in a good light. And maybe it, he it, does it, just it, like it, it did just make him look a little bit of a tit. Yeah, it's like Scorsese made one comment two years ago, and everybody associated with comic movies can't fucking shut up about it. 
and it wasn't even a negative comment because literally what he was saying was these big blockbuster movies feel like comic like 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 theme park rides. Well, the fucking Rock was literally just in a theme park ride movie. All he's wanted to do all his life. Yeah, to be fair, he's wanted to do that his entire life. We we know this. <laughs> but no, no, I think I think the one thing I am worried about with James Gunn though is on. I, I worry that yes, he's going to go back and do Guardians three. Yes, he's going to go back and be involved in the Guardians holiday special, whatever that ends up being. My worry is that DC are going to get a little bit lost in themselves, and they're going to invite him back, and they're going to think that he's the new, not even the new Kevin Feige, the new Zack Snyder. Yeah. Like they're going to sort of go, we're going to entrust the entire DC universe because honestly. I like the Guardians movies. I'm entertained by them. I like James Gunn's approach and his whole attitude. Do I want him in charge of more? I don't know if he needs to be in charge of more. I, based I, on I, this film as well. I, I, yeah. as good, you know, there's a certain thing that there's nowhere Gunn. near the heart in this film that there is in either of the Guardians the, the, one thing, the one thing that I think James Gunn doesn't need is something to make his ego get bigger yeah, no. yeah. yes yeah. exactly and and, yeah. and that's what it is and it, that's that's what is is, is the worrying thing yeah. so where are we all with um with with uh, with guardians with the suicide squad because i'm i'm still definitely shit i don't yeah. think it's yeah. shit it's it's yeah. not shit it's a good it's, it's a fucking good, good movie it yeah. just it's definitely I, I, I watched it for the second time within within a week and um i wasn't bored at any point. I would go definitely not shit, but I would add a big asterisk to the side of that and say I need to watch this again. Yeah. I really I will watch it again and I need to watch it again. Because I was a little bit disappointed on first viewing, but I think I'll probably forgive it for some of its failings on a second viewing. So I'm still definitely not shit. Yeah. Good, right. We'll be back shortly with a review of uh Zola. Well, you're going to answer some fucking questions. Hey, I'm Zola. I'm an Italian footballer. Hey, hey. I'm a small man with a big face. I kick the ball. (laughs) Small man, big face, kick ball. Hey, you like my voice, don't you? It's enticing and exotic and sexy. Well, unfortunately, I'm just a promo guy being paid to advertise a movie podcast, and I can assure you that its hosts don't sound anywhere near as classy. But don't let my superior vocal talents discourage you and go listen to his film, Her Movie, the podcast where every episode, the hosts must each choose a film to watch and discuss that has a connection to the chosen theme of that week's show. So stop aimlessly scrolling through whatever streaming service you're on and let his film, Her Movie, give you an idea on what to watch next. You can catch it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast you're listening to, pretty good, isn't it? Only problem is, it's about halfway through. Pretty soon, it'll be over. And then what are you going to do? Well, if you're a fan of this show, why not head over to wearepodsyndicate.com and subscribe to our brand new feed, Pod Syndicate The Bonus Shows. Every week, your hosts from Beyond the Neon, Chinstroker vs. Punter, Entertainment Landfill, Film Bastards, His Film, Her Movie, and What's On Tap will be dropping bonus shows right onto that feed. These shows might be collaborations and crossovers, or they might be archive episodes, interviews, one-offs, and other treats from across the Pod Syndicate network. 
So, prepare yourself for the inevitable disappointment of this Pod Syndicate show ending by heading to wearepodsyndicate.com and clicking on the bonus shows. We now return you to your regularly scheduled Pod Syndicate podcast. Right, we are back, back in the room. We've had a brief interchange um, where Mike joined us. You can listen to that uh, as our geek off. On the Pod Syndicate bonus feed, uh, I'm not going to tell you uh, the results because then what the fuck's the point in that? Go listen to it, you pricks. Um, the trophy's been drunk out of. Uh, a trophy has been drunk out of. Um, so yes, yeah, so go listen to that on the Pod Syndicate bonus feed. Um, so the other movie uh, we we're going to talk about um, tonight, uh, guys, is yes, is <laughs> is the racially insensitive uh, Gianfranco Zola uh, movie uh, entitled Zola. Who would have thought that after all, like. We'd see a biopic of Gianfranco Zola. Hey, it's a me, a Zola. So, so Zola um, doesn't star Gianfranco Zola. It stars um, Tilo Page, Riley Keough, like Nicholas Braun, um, and Nishia Rhyme, and he's directed. But I'm still going to talk. Uh, directed by and written um, by. Janzika Bravo, and as I am doing now, here is the IMDb synopsis for this fucking movie. Right? It's a me, Zola! No? No. <laughs> no, there's more. I scored the goal, I win the big game! Nope, close. I managed Chelsea for a bit, I think. You did a little bit, yeah. You did my first time a little bit, yeah. No, no, you managed my first time. Um. No, it's a stripper named Zola embarks on a wild road trip to Florida. Oh, <laughs> that, is the, that is the synopsis on IMDb. It is based it's around accurate. a Twitter thread yeah. and a Reddit thread, uh, I think it's fair yeah. to say. Um, now, um, Jordan went in there fully erect because it was an A24 movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was already fully there. Um, we all became fully erect because of, of, of certain things that happened within the movie. Um, but um, wow. penis is, is, is yeah the penis montage obviously, yeah, um, obviously yeah, but uh, well but will be the prime example uh, for the prime thing of this movie um, so I'm going to go through Ian firstly mm. on this um, did you know a lot about the movie before you went in and was the movie more entertaining than you would have given it credit for based on what you knew going in yeah, I knew fuck all, because it was like, oh, A24 uh, producing a film based on a Twitter thread, of course they are. You know, and it was like, yeah, alright, cool. Yeah, I watched the trailer, yeah, alright, cool. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I was kind of looking forward to seeing it, kind of just to, to have an opinion about it, if I'm absolutely honest. Um, but it, like, really kind of blew my preconceptions away, you know, it's like, happy to admit I was wrong about that and like pleasure to do so because it was an absolute fucking banger it's like one of the most entertaining films both in the story and the way the story's told that I've seen in quite some time uh yeah you know I mean we'll, we'll get into it but I was really really surprised by it good fucking f- film um John you love Reddit and nudity um <laughs> I do so- so, did you know the story before you went, went went into it? I knew it was about a Twitter thread, and it was involved a stripper and what I what I was explained is like sex trafficking. 
So yeah. I knew that. However, I didn't know the actual, I didn't, I'd never read the Twitter thread, never read the Reddit um, comments or anything like that. So I didn't know where the film was properly going. But, like Ian, it, it's one of those things that just really did surprise me. It, it, it didn't surprise me in the fact that it, it, it's, it, it's quality, but it surprised me with its just sheer opportunity. It, it's wanting to actually make a fun time. Because it, it's such a bonkers story that it understands how crazy it is. And not meta-wise, but points it out at times within the film. And I think what it celebrates is just the fact that it... And again, I don't know that if this thing actually did happen. I don't know if anybody's actually corroborated it mm. or fact-checked all these tweets. But it's celebrating the fact that Real life is always going to be more crazy than. Does yeah, the, the, the whole um, print the print the legend, not the yeah, not yeah, the story, so, yeah. So, yeah. So real life is always going to be more entertaining and more crazy than anything that anybody could come up with. Mm. And also, it gave an opportunity to see these people who genuinely like I don't know and I don't understand, but it's like you see insight into their life and how they live and how that side of it works which is just horrific and disturbing and also comical in many ways mm. and I, yeah, I really did enjoy it quite a bit and, and it said that the, the two main performances by was it Tallulah um, I think her name is I can't remember but R- Ryan Keogh brilliant I mean superb and just the film hangs off them and it has this very Sean Baker... Taylor Page. And, and Taylor Page, yeah, sorry. Page, yeah. um, Sean Baker vibe to it, yeah. like a tangerine. It's like it's quite raw. You could you could say it's tampercore. You could say it's tampercore. And that is it. It's <laughs> You don't expect it to be as entertaining and as funny as it is. No. Yeah. Literally the only... I've a question there. Yeah, yeah, go, go. No. Um, James Franco was originally set to direct this and star in it. Was he? Yes, was he? he was. And star? Um, yeah. <laughs> what, the Coleman Domingo role? Um, <laughs> the guy, the pimp? Yes. Um, oh, God. I'm really glad. Are you surprised yeah. that James Franco was uh, was set to write, or to, to direct and star in this? And are you glad he didn't? <laughs> I love James Franco. I think he's great, but 100% yes. For two reasons, it would have given the film a completely different fucking feel. The other reason is, like, that, what was that actor's name again? Coleman Domingo. He's the best thing in it. He is fantastic. Like, it's, they're all great, but he is fucking brilliant in it. Um, just to, like, tap into what you'd ask these guys. I knew, the only thing I knew about this movie before, you'd referenced the fact that there was a film coming out that was based on a Twitter thread and a Reddit thread. Mm. I hadn't made the connection. I did not know that going into this. Right. And I'm so glad that I didn't know that because I'd have been looking for that yeah. in the film and I'd have been judging the film based on that. I'd have been, you know, in the same way that I have problems watching biopics sometimes and sitting there going, yeah, but did this happen? Yeah, but did this conversation go this way? Yeah, but like I'd be looking for those holes. Yeah, yeah. Whereas actually, I went into this film knowing zero. The only thing I knew about this film 
was was it it was the latest film in the whole Tampa core movement that we've <laughs> we've, all, we've all known and grown up very used to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now. yeah. I mean, well, you know, with the Tampa car. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we've all seen so many of these films in the Tampa. <laughs> I've seen all of them. Yeah, I've yeah. seen all of all, them. All, all, all two of them. And we've watched them develop and grow into different films. That's yeah. the only thing that I knew about. This. Well, it was it was fantastic to see the lighting become bisexual. Exactly, it was. Yeah. I, I did get both the cock and the vagina. And not only seeing the bisexual line, but seeing that transition from how lighting can be heterosexual and then so quickly can become bisexual. Yeah, and, yeah, so, yeah, and some yeah. may say that the Tampa movement is the new Western. Some have said that, Jordan. You're yeah. absolutely right. <laughs> but that's, no, gen, but... Google Tampa Core. Yeah, Google like, Tampa Core. You'll find and, the one Scroll down a little bit and you'll find it. You'll find the fucking, um, uh, the attention whore who wrote something about that. But like, yeah, so... I knew nothing about it. I wanted to just be entertained and I was thoroughly, thoroughly entertained. Everybody involved puts in a stellar performance. It's a fun 90 minute, 88 minute? Yeah. Anyone? Was it 88 minutes? I think it might have been. Brilliant. Yeah, about 88 minutes, yeah. Like, it's a fun 88 minute snapshot of a thing which may or may not have happened and I have questions about some of the things within it but on the whole I loved it like I really enjoyed it I have questions about th- the reality of it and the truth of it and the motivations of the main character and whether or not she did those things but there's, there, there's a whole element I think of, of the film those are the things I was thinking about it, when I was watching it, the film it, it, it's, is, is it's, the it's, it's all based around a, you know even to the point of where you know, the the protagonist of the movie Zola is yeah. literally a producer on the movie. No, but this is the point. I enjoyed the yeah. movie Zola. Oh yeah. But if once we start talking about everything that this is based on, a Twitter thread from a fucking what, a seventeen, eighteen year old girl and a Reddit thread from a different seventeen year old yeah. girl, forgive me if that's not the you know, yes, you know that, that I'm not that's gonna it. I'm not gonna that's Once it. we start it's talking about the reality of all these things, that's, that's going to ruin the film. That's it. You don't need. To, you don't need to explore the, the reality film because, I enjoy. because the film is yeah. it is it, it's it itself says based around true true events yeah. maybe. Yeah. And, and so I almost was, wish it wasn't based on those so things the, and it was just what it is. There is there is that and it, it's the whole um, you you can always go back to the Rashomon effect with yes. these type of things of it's you not the true story. It lies somewhere between the he said and she said thing. Yeah, and I think that that's probably what is here. And there's an element of of a fantastic um, enlightenment with it, a ridiculousness of it all. Firstly, what I enjoyed of it was that it's utter bollocks, and the whole thing is just ridiculous. And I I really enjoyed the the, the element of that and the fact that I was watching it and going, this is what I found amusing of the whole thing and I, 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 I do think that this is what the movie is, is maybe trying to do but also accidentally does is all of the people involved um, are clearly so far removed from the people that they are portraying that it becomes a cartoon and character yeah. a, a complete yeah. they, they, for instance Riley Keogh doesn't think she's playing that girl. Yeah. She doesn't think she's playing an accurate 
an accurate representation of that girl. She's playing a caricature of that yeah, person, yeah, yeah. of what that girl might be. And that is the thing. None of these people have been anywhere near any of these people. Yeah. And it's the ridiculousness. And I almost enjoyed the pomposity yeah. of this, of yeah. um, a, a selection of quite overly fucking privileged kids the, playing yeah. something that is so beneath them yeah. that they're almost doing that. And that is a very Franco thing. One thing I despised about the disaster artist was Franco essentially was making a crap movie based around a crap movie. And it could be crap because it was a crap movie. And that was the whole ridiculousness of it. And I despised it about that. And what I liked about this was that you could that they all seemed to know what they were doing and none so more than um, than Nicholas Braun, yeah. who literally has made a career out of playing that character to the point of where if he if he is either the complete opposite of that person mm. or he is exactly that person. Yeah, yeah. But the guy who, what was his name again? Sorry, Ian. Golden Domingo. Golden Domingo. Uh, I think we've all commented. There's a, yeah. there's a fantastic flip within his yeah. character where he goes... Um, he goes Haitian gang yeah, member yeah, yeah. very quickly, and like, the but accent it's, it's not changes. Just, it's the intensity of it's the intensity of his evil voice yeah. compared with the fucking charm yeah. and warmth. The, One of the first things I noticed about that character when they first get in the car and they start driving, and he's chatting to them, is just the warmth in his yeah. voice. And how alluring he is. Yeah. So then when he switches and he's like, get back into the car, bitch. You're like, whoa, something yeah. shifted here. And it, you feel it. like it's... Well, the, the, whole, I mean, the, the whole thing there is supposed to come from the town. You know, the whole idea of this is you have a very strong um, Haitian influence within yeah. that. Uh, and that's where it, it kind of falls out. Uh, whereas my, like his real whereas self Miami has the Cuban influences within it, and it, it's how these different portions of, of, mm. of the states have, have, have split up into that. But then you get one of I think one of the, the, the best scenes in it is the and when we're all spies all the time is the scene where they go to pick up Stephanie who has been kidnapped yeah. uh, essentially, and he goes into it cool as yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He already knows when he's walked in there. Yeah. Hang on a minute. There's a fucking gun in that bag. All I need to yeah. make sure I can do is get my hand in yeah. that bag. And it's a without very this small, it's a, dumbass it's a very it? small gun, and he's got two very large pump-action shotguns pointed at his face. Yeah. So, so, so and he, he doesn't try and pull it out. Reading the situation, he's going. I'm just going to manipulate this situation. And like I was saying to you before about the whole, up until that point, you know that this guy is manipulative. But you know that he's a fucker. You know that he's bullying these women. You think he's bullying the women, and you think that he might be a little bitch himself. You think he's probably a bitch, and he's going to fold at the. But he doesn't. Nope. And I don't want to say that it. I don't want to say that I like this character because he's an awful human being. He's compelling. But he's compelling, and then it just adds to that. Yeah. Yeah. But but even even the fact that with that point there, he very much there's a point where he's where he puts his arm around Zola. Yeah. And it's almost as if he's kind of, he's grabbing her and going, there's almost a comfortness of saying, you know what I'm doing here, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. not just, what is it? So that so that she will let what is about to happen, happen. Yeah. Because she really knows that, that yeah. he's doing it. And it, it, there's a cleverness in the filmmaking, in the direction for that, in the sense of, it, in a less, um, a less skilled filmmaker, or a less, um, 
less sympathetic filmmaker. <laughs> no, because, I, because again, I don't, I don't think that they, I, I don't think the fact it's a female filmmaker impacts the story that much. There was there was points too much where I think you got you you where where as a filmmaker she was showing the male gaze too much, but she yeah. could get away with it because it's a female filmmaker. But even I was sat there going. This is getting a little bit fucking silly have, now. If you'd have shown me that film and asked me whether or not it was a male or female filmmaker, I wouldn't know. I just said it was a female straight away. I think I might have said it was a male. I just said it was a female straight away because there was there was too much. No, I don't. No, actually, I, just, I don't think I, I don't. I think, I'd be, I think I'd be comparing scene by scene, and I don't think I'd if, know. if you'd have shown me it and it was it was a Fox Searchlight picture or something like that, yeah. or a Millennium Films thing, and it said male filmmaker. The fact it's in the A24, it was this is a female well, filmmaker. Yeah, yeah, it's not that's not a negative thing. George, you're about to say something. I was going to say something regarding, especially with the character we're talking about, um, with, the, with the pimp character, is like the fact that and it's one thing I like about the movie is it takes place over what. Two and a half days. Yeah. So therefore, we don't we don't know about this character. It's it's just the, the persona that he has. Yeah, yeah he's that dropped like, in. Yeah, he's just sort of dropped in, and we you don't get to know. He's him. the roommate, isn't he? Yeah, effectively. Yeah. And we, it's so sort of so. So when, when we do go to that finale, it's like we we just do not know. It's like it's not yeah. like it's been stretched over a summer or a or a year or two yeah. years where you see, for example, like for example if. One one of the reasons why I think it, it there is a bit of authenticity about it because if, if this was written as a script, this would have taken taken place over six months and Zola would have yeah came in as the person that she is, found out that she could be a pimp, mm. and become a big pimp and yeah, then got exactly, to town. Yeah. No, well, this is about her. It, it, real, it's a, about her finding herself in a situation. And not being in control. The, the, the problem is, trying is, to find control where she can. It's a it. it's a one crazy night movie yeah. that ha- that happens to last over a few nights, yeah. and, and and that's that that's a, a fun thing about it. And then you point something out as we came out of the cinema, John, that said the, the film is peppered along its uh, way by time stamping yeah. what's happening. Um, and I didn't notice it at the time until you pointed out when we came out that the font and everything is the same as the uh, uh, as yeah. an iPhone and the font the, and the yeah. sound and it's it, it, it's smack bang in the middle of the screen like that. And I was like, I didn't notice that. I but noticed now it's that, there. I That's noticed that so much that I wasn't paying attention to the time. Like I was just, I was thinking about the fact that the screen looked like an iPhone screen yeah. so much that I wasn't paying attention to the fact that this was a passage of time and I was expected yeah. to be following it. Like I was just like, oh, this looks like an iPhone movie. I, I also <laughs> very much enjoyed the fact that that, that Zola, the character, um, breaks the fourth wall, but doesn't break it continuously. Yeah. That there are just occasional. It's not something that happens where she explains it. There are just occasional flash away moments where she looks at the camera and just says like literally yeah. like half a sentence, and it allows and, us and to get that, that that mini movie yeah. later on. I, that's. Yeah. Of, uh, of criticisms uh, that I do have is I, I'm becoming annoyed with the whole um, quick edit of you've got song playing and like that and it's just a yeah. and then it cuts to a different scene that is there was too much of that in it for me yeah. it, it grated on me a little bit because it was used if you use it once or twice it can be used really well yeah. but when it's every transition scene it yeah. started to get a little bit like right you basically reached a box of tricks and just pulling out the same trick. And it was a bit like, yeah, that's a rabbit. Yeah. Still just a fucking rabbit. 
Okay, that's just another rabbit you've got there. Um, so there's, 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 there was that. Mm. But, yeah, um, absolute, um, real big surprise, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, it'll, be, it'll be in my surprises at the end of the year, like, for sure. Yeah, it will. For it's, sure. It, but I think my biggest surprise is how much fucking fun it was. Yeah. It's not... It, it, it's fun because it's got the authenticity behind it. Like, when, when Zola says... I watched them fucking. It was gross. Yeah, and you that, know that, that's a tweet. I wish she said it like that. That's a tweet that she obviously put there. That he, somebody's read that. That's hilarious. Yeah, and it's used once but within the context, but, but then once for laughs. Yeah, it's but brilliant. Like, like I said to like I said earlier about how like when the film starts, the language that they're using with one another. It, it immediately turned. It didn't turn me off, but it made me go, "Oh fuck, this is gonna go." There was. I'm either gonna really enjoy this, or I'm gonna really hate this. But then that, like, and I know we talked about like the the, the, the tweet noises, which mm-hmm. may or may not have indicated that these, you know, the next line is actually yeah. something that was said online. But actually, the language that they used with one another, yeah. ignore all of those tweet sounds when the two main characters. As, as in Zola and Stephanie, Stephanie yeah. when they're conversing with one another, the way that they're talking to each other is the way that those two people would speak online. Yeah. I didn't feel like they were, and this is not a criticism, it's a positive, like, I didn't feel like the conversations that they were having were real life conversations. It, they felt a lot of the time like Twitter conversations. Yeah, which and that's me. I don't know what what the, the, was and what wasn't. There was the, there was, was a lot of there was there was something that was that was grating in my head and it it, it, it calmed down yeah. after the first twenty minutes, yeah. which was the constant referring to each other as bitch, uh, yeah. and it was a bit like, all right, we, we, I get it now. Please yeah. stop doing that. It, it's just grating. Well, I feel bit. like they did and as well. Then it, yeah. it just it, it settled it, a bit. It, set, it settled yeah. loads and it. And then it became further on, but yeah, now you yeah. put it like that with the idea of it. That it was when it felt was, like that, like a text. Anytime, anytime, there was a couple of occasions where it was literally just them two batting back and forth, mm. and I feel like when that happened, I guess you were seeing the Twitter comment. You were yeah, hearing it, the Twitter it, comment. It, I sorry, guess sorry, regarding like like the use of the word bitch is it's when they're using it when they like each other. But as soon as when they realise they don't like each other, yeah, they stop and they're going to be using bitch as a derogatory term, but not mm. as a yeah. as a friendship sort of like, hey, it's it, it yeah. gets stuck because well, they, it's it, yeah. No, I mean they introduced that whole kind of concept to talk uh, like uh, dialogue that's at, like actually like electronic messages with yeah. um, uh, when she's te- uh, texting her boyfriend, sort of just texting her boyfriend back at home. And they're speaking out what they're what saying, they're saying exactly, but it's yeah. be like, but it's in the form of a message. Yeah, yeah. So you know they do kind so of make it that it explicit up. there yeah, as well. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's a good point there. And it yeah. was it was like that. It's but it's it's certainly a, um, um, an interesting film. Uh, but it it's I, I enjoy watching a film um, that is interesting, it's entertaining, but has the depth of a fucking puddle. And I yeah. very much enjoyed that about Zola. Yeah. Is, is, is that it's it's one of those films where I really liked it and I really enjoyed it. Mm. If anyone comes to me and says, "Oh, it was speaking about this," I, I, I will enjoy going. No, it's not. 
It is literally yeah. the fucking. It is the most surface yeah. level of movies. And why not? Yeah. Why can't it just be yeah. literally about this? It yeah. doesn't have to be about anything else. It, it, exactly, that's what I'm saying. It's, like, it just, it's celebrating the fact that, like, again, it might, it might not, but it's like, this actually fucking happened. Yeah, it, things, it doesn't matter if it happened no. or not. The story happened. Yeah. And that, that is... Um, many beers left, so yeah, that's that's yeah. uh, that, that is the, the beauty of it. The, the, the story happened, and... It doesn't. It, like I say, it doesn't matter if it happened. And I don't even want to know if it happened. Now, I don't want to. I don't want to read the the Twitter thread. I don't want to read the Reddit thread. I don't want to read about yeah. any of that. I like the idea of the fact that this is the fucking. Yeah. You know, it, it's the it's the print the legend thing. It, it's well, that I, idea. I, I I like I like people stories. I like snapshots where things don't necessarily have to have a proper resolution. And I like to spend time with interesting characters. Yeah. yeah, these are all things that turn me on about films, and that's why this film worked so well for me. I, the The only issue that I have with the film, and I don't really have many issues with it, is in hindsight thinking about it in that context of what was really said, what really happened. But you don't need that, to know, do you? But I don't. I just but, want to ignore that because the film that I watched today. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed. But the great thing is, every character that's introduced that isn't a that isn't literally a dick for hire is uh, is actually really interesting. Mm. So you've got things like the um, the, the gang members that Nicholas Braun meets. Mm. He's quite interesting because you know he's up to no good, yeah. but then he disappears and then he comes back and you go, oh fuck, all yeah, right. I didn't I see that. Was I, that mean, I, thought I, just, I just thought he was just. A, I did not see that. Yeah. Did you see that coming? They, and, no, I, I didn't see I, that coming. But no, but, but I, I, I thought with that he's going to be. He's up to no good because he's clearly but seen then, something but there. Then, but then at the same time you get that comedy at, at the, which I don't. I've only just remembered. You get that comedy when it. When they when he realizes that and he's like, this isn't you, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the guy who you were showing, you have, was showing you magic you, you, tricks. You have the um, you know you have the pimp's girlfriend. Yeah. Who comes into it like midway through and kind of arrives pointing a gun yeah. at somebody, and I think the only thing she says in the movie is when Braun's character is threatening to throw himself over the thing, is to then go do it. Do it. Yeah. And that, I'm fairly certain, with the exception of "I love you, baby," at the yeah, pimp guy, yeah, yeah. that is the only thing she says yeah. in the movie, which is kind of brilliant. Yeah. Or and she offers one of them um, something to eat. Oh, so she bacon. Yeah, she wants some bacon, and he's and, and she's like, uh, "Yes, please." <laughs> but back to the um, Ian actor's name again, please. Coleman Domingo. Coleman Domingo. Um, like that. Oh, it's Coleman Domingo. That now. flipping <laughs> of. That flipping of that character yeah. between this and that, like that was the one of the things that I like most about the movie. But I remembered that there's a moment where they're in the hotel room and he's kind of trying to get everybody. He's trying to get control of the situation, and he's sort of I think he's in the hotel room and he's kind of angry and he's sort of like you fucking do this and you will do this sort of thing, and then he gets handed a phone. And he immediately is like, hey, 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 and sort of like yeah. switches it's, into switches it's, back into a different. He's fucking fifty-one. Yeah, that fucking guy. hell, really. He, he, he's been he's in a lot of stuff that you wouldn't imagine he's been in. Yeah, no, he was in Selma, Lincoln, If Bill Street Could Talk, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, 
Um, he's Victor in Fear the Walking Dead. So yeah, he's been around. Yeah. Yeah, he's very, very, very good. He's very good actually in Maori and his Black Bottom actually. Yeah, mm. I think it, 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 it's again it is the accent because like you expect the guy he's a pimp in a film they're going to be charming and you're going to see a dark side but it's it's putting in that and so not to get even more like more in depth but you're putting a race to it and not only putting a race you're putting a, like a nationality to it mm. so therefore it's like America is nice yeah where I'm from we're fucking dangerous yeah it adds that he, he, he puts that that, that twang yeah. drops and it's like his normal voice is, is that's his normal voice. Yeah. The voice that he puts on is the, the voice it's he has. Sad. James, what is it? Is the is the, the character? Yes, yeah, the character there. It, it's the pimp character, and then you get the other bit is the no. This is the dangerous guy character. He's in Candyman. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah, he's he's one of those good like character actors that's kind of finding a bit of a niche for himself the past few years. No, but I really did enjoy it. Yeah. So again, it is 190 minutes long, so it just rips through it. Um, and yeah, it's it's one of the best ones I've seen this year. I I had a great time with it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm I'm definitely not shit with it. Yeah. As I said to you on the way in, Mark, out, Mark, that's film of the year shit for me. That like, yeah, yeah. fucking that's it is. one of the best films. I, I, I think when you're when you're watching a film for me and you're fluttering between constantly going, if this goes yeah. a certain way, I'm gonna come out and go. That was absolute fucking bollocks. Mm. But it never goes down that route. And it continues being going, all right, I'm still really interested. Yeah. I'm still really enjoying this. I'm st- you've still, every wrong turn you could have taken, you've driven by and waved at it and then turned around and just fucking flipped me the bird and I've gone, I fucking deserve that. Mm. It is glorious. I love it when a film just can, can basically say to me, oh, you thought it was going to be shit, you cunt. Yeah, it's not. but that's, it, it, it's not even like it's, it's the glory of not knowing. It's the fact that you went yeah. to do a film and you said completely different film that you thought you were going to go watch. I just thought I was going to go having, watch the latest Tampa Core movie. Mm. Yeah. It, it's, it's having that surprise, and yeah. that surprise adds so much yeah. vigor into the movie. Whilst you're watching it, you, you've got that high going on yeah. of like, this is not, and this is bloody brilliant. Yeah. And you, you get that sort of energy levels going up. It's so and actually, cool. like, I'm, I'm a big fan of. I'm a big fan of non-endings as well. Yeah. yeah. And and this is that. It's like, and if, if I'd have known too much about the film beforehand or if the film had had an extra half hour added onto it, where it had to be the some yeah. sort of resolution and everybody finds their way or the, 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 the main girl ends up back home and, you know, she regrets what happened and she did and stuff like that. Fuck all that. The film is just like... This was the story that it's we needed to weekend. tell, it, and now, like anything, God knows what happens next. But the thing is, it's a crazy. If weekend. any of this happened anyway, we don't know. And my, my, I fully expect that those people are still now those people. Yeah. Didn't really learn anything from the entire. No. They're still the same individuals as they were. Zola probably got a pretty good payday for fucking. Yeah. Even though, then again, does she or does Twitter? Because Twitter fucking probably owns those tweets. Yeah, but what, what I'll say, we'll say, and I said it after the film, is that it's a film about two strippers and there is no female nudity and quite a bit of male nudity in it. There's a lot of cocks. The difference? There was no nipples and a lot of cocks. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, 
when you're watching it, you don't realise that. It's just, yeah. So, yeah, I think we're all very much quite oh, surprised. Oh, it's definitely not. Yeah, I quite yeah, enjoyed yeah, that. It's yeah. a five banger for me, like, like yeah. all, all day. Right, um, I'm going to go, uh, to use an Ianism tinkle. John, what have you been watching this week? Oh wow! Oh god, are we going to do it full show? Fuck yeah, what we have are. I been watching this week? What bits and bats have you been watching this week? <laughs> to be honest, the one thing. Let me get into the background. Two seconds. Where's my phone out? I need my letterbox up. But one thing I actually will talk about um, is Netflix currently has a film within its top ten, which I completely forgot existed. Sorry, not until you mentioned it. It's <laughs> 2009. Solomon Kane. Um, starring James Purefoy as Solomon Kane. It's <laughs> Excuse me. Medieval, isn't it? Medieval. It's eighteen hundred, so it's the story about. Uh, cool. It's time yeah, cool. so, Story about a, a mercenary who, and it's a supernatural crap going on at the same time. But <laughs> I Sheeks. rather enjoyed Solomon Kane. I mean, it's, it's not a great movie by any means, but it's one of those where I say. It's, it both suffers but benefits through its lack of budget because mm. it has to make a lot of practical sets, a lot of practical effects. Like It's a very textile field of blood and sweat and tears and shit and everything that goes into the making of the movie. Um, has it shot, some of it's shot quite beautifully. What is a Solomon Kane? Solomon Kane is a, is a character. Yeah, but is he a baddie character? Like, is, is he... It, demonic kind of thing is he the sort of faceless thing in it no no so Solomon Kane he wants to kill something at the beginning but then he, the devil comes after him so right. he hides in a monastery and says like he's not going to kill again right. however he gets kicked out of the monastery befriends a fram family the daughter gets kidnapped the other family gets killed and he goes on a revenge oh, okay. hunt to basically beat the devil um, so it's got a, a lot of religious iconography in it, but it, it it's Stop violent. Talk about the cinema. Um, Solomon. Kane. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It's something I, I didn't expect. I didn't expect it to be as a quality. It's, it's got PS two style graphics in it, which is a yeah. shame. But for what it was, yeah. which I think it's a British film as well. I think it was, yeah. Um, no, I, I really did quite like. It's a British film. French film, I think it was. <laughs> What else have I watched this week? That's the question. Anglo Franco? Um, Franco. Did he produce it? Because Dave Franco was. It was Dave and Jones' dad. (laughs) So, yeah, me and Lauren. He's probably in prison. (laughs) Me and Lauren are also Mm. doing the. I mean, we talked about it on our podcast, the Kiss Film Fair movie, but we're going through the Marvel films in chronological order of what is in the movie. So, we started with. Captain America, then yeah. Captain Marvel, and things like that. So, so you're doing it in timeline order. Timeline order, yeah. So last week we watched The Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Um, I actually forgot it's it begins with L, doesn't it? Lewis the Terry, Terry, yeah. Terry yes. The Incredible Hulk. We watched Iron Man two. Um. Oh, I noticed you'd watch Iron Man two actually. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the three incredible banger. three banger. You get it? Three banger. Three banger. Three. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was Iron Man 2 you watched. Yeah. Not Iron Man 1. No, Iron Man 2. Oh, oh. Yeah, <laughs> but so, so, like, we, the we, best we, Iron Man. We watched Iron Man 1 for the podcast. I will throw you out on the street, <laughs> Foster. 
See, I would say that. <laughs> see, we watch Iron Man one for the podcast, and this is what's 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 craziest. But the Incredible Hulk is who? Y- yes. Yeah, well, sure. when watching it now, yeah. it is such a mess. Of yeah. Marvel have now got yeah. a blueprint. Yeah. And it, they know exactly what they're doing. I, and what my they my memories of that film were a bit like. I don't know why everybody moaned about this. Was actually all right. This could have been something. This and and then I rewatched it. And I was like, there is there is some good stuff in here, but there's there's a lot of mess in there, and they're so like that whole sequence with like Lou Ferrigno in it and stuff like that, where they're trying to call. There's so many callbacks there's to so many this callbacks. TV series that yes, I remember just a fucking bout, but the, I'm not the audience. Can I, like, but, 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 can why I, can are they making callbacks can I, can I, can to this? Can I, 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 can Opening title sequences with a fucking great theme tune, yeah. which like the we're talking like dun, the dun, 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 and it was fucking brilliant. Yeah. And it, but that was more mine. But they constantly kept going back to the. I mean, I think Lou Ferrigno actually voiced the Hulk within that as well. Oh, did they? Yeah, I'm sure he did. But yeah, all the callbacks seem to be towards the, yeah, the animated series. Yeah, it's weird series. that you like. I mean, no, to the to the to the to like. So, for example, like obviously. The Tim Burton Batman films changed an awful lot of things, but the Tim Burton Batman films were very focused on not calling back to the thing that people knew Batman yeah. from. Yeah, it's weird to me that they would make like that they would use music cues and references and stuff like that to continually call back to a TV series that a the target it, audience wouldn't really know. It, and B, it wasn't really that well received. Does Lou have anyway? some kind of some kind of intellectual property rights to was something to it, and that's why he constantly it. is. Well, no, it was all owned by the TV. Because he's even because he even still does the voice of of, of the, the Hulk in the in the later Marvel movies. Doesn't yeah, it? no, I think that's. I think it was probably owned by was it HBO or whatever at the time. I, I don't. ABC, think I think it was with but, NBC. But, yeah, but yeah. even regarding those callbacks, like the film is so earnest HBO, and yeah. it's so serious. Yeah. So when it does have those winking at the audience moments like this when he pulls up the stretchy pants and it's the the, yeah. the, the, the blue and cut purple, off yeah. purple sorry I'm colorblind but um even when it's like he's speaking in Portuguese he's like you won't like me when I'm hungry yeah it doesn't feel right in the movie no then it's, it's it's a mixture of terrible casting because again Liv Tyler I don't know what is going on because they, yeah. they, they those two have no chemistry no they don't Liv Tyler's a hard person to have chemistry in because she has perpetual your parents sure just died eyes. <laughs> what? I'm fairly sure I'd have some chemistry in Liv Tyler, but <laughs> that's biology. Yeah, one night McCall. Even like even um oh shit, what's his name? Um, Ed Norton. Even Ed Norton, it's like I like what he was. The best part of that movie is what Ed Norton is doing with it. And the whole sort of controlling the anger thing. There's some good stuff there. See, my my thing, my only good stuff about that movie is Tim Roth. 
Like I would have Tim Roth yeah. back in the Marvels as yeah, but not. He's, he's going to be, isn't he? Well, he's yeah. back. He's going to be yeah. Miss like, Marvel. But that's the thing. It's like Tim Roth's great. So good. But it's def- it's Marvel default into that. You know, when Marvel films are at their worst, they're just let's make the good guy face off the same something that's the same, but it's if but evil. Yeah, it's a different which, 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 which was which at the time was very similar to what had happened in Iron Man. Yeah, mm. and it it happens, and people always call it out. Apart from Black Widow, apparently, but like you know, it, when it happens in Marvel films, people call it out. It's probably at its worst in that film because yeah. it's so. It like, looks nothing terrible. It, 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 like the visual style of it is horrendous. But then we watch say Iron Man two and. So my issues with Iron Man Two is it's too good. It, 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 I enjoy Iron Man Two. And there's parts of the I'm really not. I'm not far away from agreeing with you about <laughs> Iron Man Two being the best Iron Man movie. I I I, I probably love Iron Man Two. No, I do. For, I do. For, I do. For, for me, it's. I'm not quite there yet. But Ro- Rock's character. There's a day coming where I might. Annoys the crap out of me because it's obviously he has. Yeah, he, he had he had the power Murder. of him to go back after the wrestler, and, it, and you just feel like he came out with all stuff and John Favreau was like, if there's one thing, if there's one thing Mickey Rourke will consistently do, it's set fire to his own fucking career. The film after he comes back, and that's the thing is like uh, again, not to put my old podcast, but we do we did Iron Man in our comeback, uh, like actors coming back from like other careers, so like. I, I chose um, Birdman for Keaton yeah. and Lauren chose Iron Man for Robert Downey Jr. And I, but I really was wanting to choose the wrestler for Mickey Rourke. It is. Should have chose Iron Man too, man. They're both in that fucking... But, but, but like, the thing about Mickey Rourke is he came back with the wrestler and then just went to it again because it, it's not about that he doesn't have the talent. He doesn't have the temperament to actually no, be he, a star he's, anymore. He's too much... He, he, the problem is with Mickey Rourke is he's Mickey Rourke. Yeah. You know, you go back to if you go back to sort of late eighties Mickey Rock, he had the, the the acting talent, he had the um, the looks, he had the, the that the swagger as well, and, yeah, and, danger all. About and there was all of that Brando? mixed together. And it, yeah, it, there was he had the the swagger and everything of Brando, but with the intensity of De Niro, and in all of that. The problem was he was Mickey fucking Rock and he was a dickhead. But that's and he will always the, be a dickhead. That's kind of the problem with the wrestler as well. Is unfortunately the wrestler was seen as the big comeback for Mickey Rock, and it was, and it's brilliant. It's brilliant, but it's Mickey Rock playing. Do you know what a Mickey version Rock. of Mickey you know, Rock? You know what, where do you go? Do you from know what the, the wrestler it's like, wasn't? Where does Courtney Love go <laughs> after? The People versus Larry Flynn. The, the problem is when she's played herself. Where does Eminem go after the fucking is, eight with, 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 like, with the wrestler? That, is that, everybody it. was paying too much attention to Mickey Rourke and going, "Oh, this is Mickey Rourke's comeback." They didn't realise that Marisha Tomei just went, "I'm going to take right, my right, Oscar right. nomination and now I'm going to go fucking run with it now." Yeah. And she has just popped up in things. She's already got. She's already, I, I, I've already won an Oscar yeah. years ago. But people forgot about me, yeah. and now she's fucking. I'll turn, I'll turn up for two days filming to yeah. be in the next <laughs> next Marvel movie. You know, and, and and let's be honest, the only reason why any of us watch the fucking Spider Man movies now is to catch a fucking glimpse <laughs> of that man. I don't, I don't know, but yeah, all right, I'll go. With <laughs> yeah, it. is the answer? <laughs> yes, is the fucking right, answer. Right, right, yeah. But yeah, and that's it for me as well. It's like it's the Sam Rockwell thing of what I, I get you trying to do. 
this is what Tony Stark could have been. The way Ian's jiggling his leg there, like, it's really good. This is what Tony Stark could have been. And you have the dichotomy of those <laughs> two and getting teachers there. But yeah, it just doesn't work. Oh, Although, so what I will actually like, what I can quite, it's, it's a stupid, stupid no. detail. <laughs> oh, I got stupid. way too much there when I looked up. <laughs> it's a stupid detail. But it's, Sam Rockwell is fake tan to hell in it. Yes. But when he actually talks, you can see the fake tan on his yes. palms. And I kind of really do like uh, that. And I hated that when I first watched it, because I was like, what fucking kind of bullshit second-rate movie is this? Where his fake tans all over his hands and then like years later I was like no that's that guy that's yeah. who that guy is yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah it's great it's just the fact that there was a Marvel film that tried to position Mickey Rourke as the bad guy like looking back on that now obviously in context of the wrestler fair enough is that not fucking mental mental though? oh yeah but also, you can't. It's very difficult to argue with the fact that out of the three Iron Man movies, the best action sequence in any Iron Man movie is the Monaco. Like Grand Prix, yeah. Grand Prix. Yeah, no, yeah. Right. There is there isn't a better action sequence in any Iron because Man movie. It, because that's because a, because, that's, it, because that's a fact, and I, I, I'll argue with anybody. Because it's yeah, it, it, because the best one. Because for the vast majority of it. It is somebody against Tony Stark yes. and not Iron yeah. Man. And it's Tony Stark being caught off guard and having to think out of his... And this is this is what I've always loved about Iron Man as a character is he's always Iron Man's at his best when he's caught off guard. Yeah. He's like, I've got to think. Iron Man's almost the, the, the MacGuffin of Tony Stark. Tony Stark yeah. is the superhero. Yeah. Iron Man oh, is, yeah, is yeah, the... Yeah. What is it? And, and, but the problem is often... And Iron Man 3 had this problem. Iron Man 3 decided that Iron Man was the star and Tony Stark was the side character. Iron Man 3? Yeah. I, I, don't, know, I, don't, I don't know if I'd agree with that. Uh, Iron Man 3, I, see, Iron Man 3 is probably my favourite Iron Man movie because what you can, I feel like they they, they, they... they go off the, they go off, like, the my, Avengers and whatever yeah. and it's like... It, it, he, he's like, okay, there's aliens and there's this yeah. and it feels human again. My biggest it's problem cool. with Iron Man 3 with, is that they forget with, about Iron Man with the, and then it's too far. No, the, not the whole movie. I mean with the with the core action sequences is what I yeah, meant. Yeah. I meant that. Well, there's so the, not, the end I'm, of it, you've, got, you've just got suits flying from fucking everywhere. Yeah, but that's the problem. And they that, don't, no, but they, there's no, the, the beauty of Iron Man, sorry for the hiccups, the beauty of Iron Man as a character and Tony Stark as a character is they are two things that work together mm. beautifully. In Iron Man three, it's it's about you never get that moment, and this was this has always been my complaint with Iron Man three. Mm. You never get that moment where it, the two things yeah. come together, yeah. and he's like, "But that, that's what that's what I mean." It, it, it's, it's, like, they, that's what I mean about it with the action sequence. It, it, it wasn't Tony Stark. As Iron Man, it was the suits doing all the, of the suits, fucking work. Yeah. The, 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 the two were too separate, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it wasn't the, the, the togetherness. And yeah. that was the thing. They Iron Man became a separate entity yeah. from Tony yeah, Stark, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that yeah. is what I mean. Oh, by, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I mean. I actually really quite like Iron Man three, but it always annoyed me there is the fact that you're wanting to watch Tony Stark, and what you're watching is a bunch of fucking autonomous suits mm, yeah. fighting a battle. And it's like Right, this is just fucking CGI things firing yeah. bullets at CGI things. Well, we'll say about Iron Man 2 is like my final thing, it's a very surface level, is 
watching it now, the actual costumes in it, <coughs> like what what Tony Stark is actually wearing, is like oh the flared the flared trousers flared trousers but not even flared trousers but like they bunch up yeah they look. Five inches but too wasn't this big. Like, a lot I think of that is damaging like your base, his, though. Yeah. But, but not everybody. It's everybody they were his wearing. clothes, though. Yeah. Robert yeah. Downey Jr. for Iron Man 2 was wearing his own clothes. Yeah, yeah. and, and it's just He's wearing Cuban heels it's, so yeah. he could stand next to Gwyneth Paltrow. It's just a fashion of the time, I think. Which yeah. one is it? No, but it wasn't, though. That's the thing. He's wearing, like, 90s clothes or something. It wasn't even the fashion of the time. But it's the same thing in... Is it... Endgame or is it um, what's on Thorat? Infinity War. Infinity War, where he's in Doctor Strange's thing. There, he's got fucking flared yeah. legged, uh, fucking running trousers, yeah. and it, it, it's a it's a Robert Downey Jr. thing. It's that yeah. that oddity of it. It's such a weird little quirk. Any more for job? That's it for me. No, what are you watching? I've got horrible hiccups right now, but I'm going to take the opportunity to talk about a random film on Shudder. <laughs> Yeah, it'll yeah. come, it'll come. There it is. No. Nope. Can I point something out? I don't believe in hiccups. I think we've had this conversation about this before, haven't we? I don't believe in hiccups. I believe in a hiccup. I don't believe in the hiccups and that it's something that you can't control. Well, we're about to find out. So, um... how, how does he control them? What? You stop. Um, you stop. Surely you get hiccups. Nope. I've hiccuped. I've, done, I've never had the hiccups. Well, you have one hiccup and it's just like, I am the boss of you. Yeah, pretty much. Well. I will I, I, I will. I will. message Becky on this um, and just, just, just to get her reaction because she doesn't agree with me either. Well, are you just going to uh, send her a WhatsApp saying, am I the master I've, of I, I've just told the boys I don't believe in the hiccups. What do you think the reaction will be? But, no, but hang on, help Noel out. Noel is just I'm, I'm literally just about to hiccups. say a bunch of things and stuff. He hasn't hiccups for ages. As soon as I start speaking, I guarantee I'll hiccup. Anyway. Right, so I've been extolling the virtues of Shudder to you guys this week, and I think it was Wednesday night, I watched the perfect example of a typical Shudder movie, which is like 88 minutes long, you know nothing about it going in, and it's just entertaining enough to kind of pass an evening. I need you to hiccup. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably going to, isn't it? Um, it's, so The Boy, the boy Next Door, it's called. Um... And Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> no, no, no. The boy next door. So basically, oh, yeah, um, yeah. I've seen that. It's a good movie. It's it starts it starts off with two kids at the beginning. There's two young lads. They're I guess maybe ten, eleven years old. I got maybe nine, ten years old. They're out playing baseball. They're on the way to a baseball game. Everything's very sort of idyllic. Um, and they're talking about how they want to escape this town and. Like they want to do things. There's a kind of mildly homosexual element to it, where there's like a, you know, that they they promise each other that they'll look after each other forever and stay together to the end and all this type of thing. Um, and then one of them disappears, and then the other lad goes looking for him, and then he gets like smashed into a tree and chucked in the back of a of a of the trunk, trunk of a car. And they get taken off to uh, a, a house in the middle of nowhere. And to be honest with you, at this point when I was watching it, I was a bit like, 
this film's kind of mean and I have a young son yeah. and I don't, I'm not, I don't know if I'm liking this. I'm not really kind of enjoying this. And then they get to the house and the young lad uh, who has been taken first is taken into the house. Um, the young lad who's left in the back of the car manages to like fight his way out of the back of a car. Um, but the young lad who's been taken into the house has been locked in a room and chained up so that um, when the other young lad goes to try and save him, he has to kind of sneak into the house and find out what's going on. And when he sneaks in the house to kind of find out what's going on, he sees that the guy who is in the house, who's just sat there in front of the TV and you don't see their face in the back of the head, um, like meets somebody on the front porch of the house and gives him a watch that's like got like 60 minutes on it or something. And it's like starts a, a countdown timer and he gives him the watch and then this other guy comes into the house and there's a clear like you've got 60 minutes to go and do whatever you need to do with this young boy upstairs. And I'm like, oh, I oh, don't, fuck. I don't. What's this film called again? It's called The Boy Behind the, is it The Boy Behind the Wall? Or the, boy, the Boy Behind the Door. Oh, Bex has watched this. And I swear to God, I was watching it and I was like, I'm this close to switching this off because like, I used to quite like disturbing films, but anything now I'm just like, fuck this shit, I'm not, I'm not in. But something was keeping me watching it, like, I'm rooting for this other lad to save his mate. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of the film is basically this young lad who was locked in the boot of the car trying to save his friend. And there's a lot of walking around the house, closing doors, hiding in cupboards, hearing a noise, coming out, killing someone, something else happens, then you find the beeping on the watch, it's like, oh shit, the other guy's coming back, and then you've got to go and find a key, and it's very... Computer gimmick? It's very contained, <sighs> and kind of intense, but it's 88, 88 minutes, baby, well. and it's just, it's just a typical Shudder film, that's like, short, and really well done, and just a nice Tuesday evening watch, like, and I, I kind of I, I sat there and watched it and I, I love going into these films knowing absolutely fuck all about them and being mildly entertained by them and just having 90 minutes of, of, of entertainment, mild entertainment. Of, of mild entertainment out or something yeah. and not fucking you know spending half an hour fucking around on Netflix and then not watching something yeah, just taking a chance on something on Shudder and going well you know what it's 88 minutes if 88 minutes pass and I've not enjoyed this I've not lost anything yeah. so Watching something like this and going, actually, that was pretty fucking good, that man. That's so, yeah. The boy behind the door, um, it's very small, it's very moody, it's a little bit mean. Where it ends up, though, there's a twist in it and it becomes a lot more genre later. And there's some gore in it and stuff, and uh, some pain, um, and some kind of payoff, um. Definitely recommend it, man. It's it's on my list of recommended shudder fucking movies that I think people should watch. So yeah, mm. that's the only thing for me. Ian, nah. Well, you watched since literally recorded like two years. I only ago. did it. Recorded like three days ago. I've seen fuck all. Yeah, I I I watched no train watch. <sighs> nah, the Wi-Fi like the Wi-Fi and the phone signal was Ian, shit. Ian, so you need to download something before you watch it. Yeah. Oh, I do actually. Yeah, thank you for reminding <laughs> me. I'm gonna download first cow. About halfway through first cow, 
I'll say that. Definitely a cow. Is it definitely a cow? Is yeah. it the first cow? It's the first cow in that area. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to wait for the sequel so I can cow. Yeah. yeah. Weird lack of bisexuality. I'm going to wait for the prequel of uh, uh, the uh, prequel of just, where's the fucking cows? <laughs> yeah. Calf. Yeah, not very much bisexual light, lighting. Yeah, no. Uh, I can't say it's tampacore. It's not tampacore. Oh it, shit, you just reminded me, sorry. Is it midwest car? I meant to put the bisexual lighting on when I... Uh, yeah? Uh, so right, this oh, will do. It's fine, it's fine. Um, it is a little bit of a western. It's got a western kind of like uh, vibe to it. You were lighting it, John? I like those kind of lot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's my kind of a movie, though. Like, it's, it is slow-paced, but it's it's got a fantastic relationship with it, like, in the centre of it. It's great. Yeah, it's there's two guys. Yeah. yeah. It, no, not a cow. Uh, two, yeah, they, they they seem to be hitting it. Wait, all. is there a fucking cow in it or not? There is. Yeah. Right, cool. Oh, cows is a relationship between a man and his cow? How many cows? No. Yeah. I think it's one. Oh, shit. The cow is actually a huge part of the pot. Well, does he die? He's genuinely a huge part of the pot. Don't ruin it. I, yeah. I will watch oh, no, it. You've got the second. The one things yeah, I, I will watch yeah. it at some point. So the mind just when the sun pipe arrives. Maybe. To be fair, you need more than one cow for there to be a. Second cow. Yeah, yeah but the, well, there might be a whole third act cow. Unless you, you, you unless you just you fucking move your head really quick. Mm. First cow plus first bull equals equals second cow. Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah. Think, I think that's all. Unless right. it's a bull. No, that's what I'm saying. You need first, first cow, cow plus, plus first, first bull. bull. You don't want that necessarily what equals second cow though. Because if you get another bull. Oh, first bull. Oh no, but then that would be the second bull because there's already a first. Then yeah, you wouldn't get, get second cow then, would you? No. No. It's an important point, man. I hope they address this. They should address it, yeah. yeah they'll probably address this they'll in the second half. Yeah. If they don't, let us know. And yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> they'll be sure to. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Matthew? Have you watched anything? I watched G.I. Joe. Um... <laughs> Retribution, no, Rise of Cobra. Um, yeah, you watch Rise of Cobra. I watched Rise of Cobra. Uh, Ian spoke about it on last week's show. Um, and then literally the night uh, uh, after that, I was like, that's a defect. Do you fancy Ian is a great man and we must do everything that he does? G.I. Joe, I bet she just went, really? I was like, yes. And then we started watching it. But the mad thing was, we started watching it. Is this the same it. Ian who's just trying to... So he's just tried to steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> it is the same thing that tries to steal the Declaration of Independence. Um, we started watching it, and then Bex turned around and went, so, was this based around, like, a cartoon, or, like, some action figures, which resulted in me pausing it, and then fucking Charlie yeah. Day me yeah, me yeah, uh, I, I for, about, point. for about fucking 20 minutes. I think I'd probably just start repeating... It's G.I. Joe and then, over and over again and until went, go, and somehow she, she understood me. But I think it's G.I. Joe! It's because one of them, the Shadow Storm, jumps down and she went, but how did they know he was that? And I was like, pause it. Well, this is how they know Rebecca. Because when you got a G.I. Joe... Because you know how to show your wife a good time. I fucking you? do, don't I? I said, like, when you got a G.I. Joe, you got the, the figure and you got two little things. And on the back of it, there was a little card that you could fucking cut out that gave a little backstory into what they did what their code name was, and a little backstory see, into the I'm character. I'm seeing the meme of the, you know, the girl on the dance floor being taught. And it, 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 was, it was literally, it was, it was, it was like that, um, and yeah, um, and we didn't have sex that night. Uh, <laughs> but I went to bed satisfied, yeah. uh, because I watched the rest of G.I. Joe. It's an awful fucking lot of fun. There, there was no yeah. rage of the cobra. <laughs> no, no. no, not until she went to sleep and then, you know. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, and I, then I, it was snake eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I love the fact that, that we're getting a Snake Eyes movie like 10 years after everyone forgot that there was G.I. Joe movies. Mm. It's like, the only people who remember that G.I. Joe is a thing is Hasbro. Yeah. At this point, no one gives a fuck the, about The thing is, as well, Joe. it's not like there's new G.I. Joe figures or anything no. like this. Yeah. No, Joe they just keep releasing the old ones. haven't existed for like the past, what, 15 years. Well, they have. They keep. They just. They just keep releasing the, the, the same, same ones. Uh, I. I. I do like the fact that uh, the the main character of the GI Joe. Because the thing is, there was um, there was an action force of GI Joe movie. Um, there was actually two. I wish they called it Action Force in the UK. Uh, it was actually originally called Action Force in the UK. No, I mean like the t- the, the actual film. Film, action yeah, you should be called Cobra. Action Force. The thing is, that, but there was, but there was also another movie called uh, Action Force: Rise of the Pyramids, which actually was the first five episodes of the um, TV series. Yeah. Was Rise of the Pyramids, but it was released in the UK originally as a movie, and then it came out as a TV series. And the the character that called Gung Ho. Gotta say, that's like maybe the most boring thing you've ever said. It's Mark. really Sorry. not. Um, the character called Gung Ho in that, which apparently was the character that Brendan Fraser wanted to play in the movies, but they couldn't write Gung Ho into a modern yeah. version of GI Joe or Action Force because of the way that the character is. So he had to become Sergeant Stone, which is why he has nothing to fucking do in the movie whatsoever. Yeah. Um, I am looking forward to watching Retribution, yeah, Retaliation, Retaliation. Reflexology. The thing is, at this point, like, Masturbatorium. I, I, I enjoyed, <laughs> I remember enjoying the first G.I. Joe movie. I remember, we were talking about this before, I remember, I remember enjoying the second one a little bit less, but still kind of getting something out of it. Yeah. I don't the, the, really the, the going to be, but I, it, it, this doesn't, none of this seems... Motivated by what people want, no, like, yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's so GI Joe is a property that's owned by Hasbro. They seem pretty desperate to get the GI Joe brand to a point where they'll be able to do a Transformers movie. I mean, GI Joe, yeah, yeah. but I just don't think it's gonna happen. A, I don't really think. People was, care enough about Transformers or GI Joe to. to there was never across. Yeah. Was there like, ever across the comic will, books or anything like that? Oh yeah, all. Was the there? Time. I, I didn't all know that. Time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the, the UK comic, um, the what? UK comic brought GI Joe in for like crossovers, and then they do like summer specials and stuff. Because why? And then eventually, when Action Force died off, because GI Joe was a lot bigger in the U, in the UK in the US, Action Force in the UK wasn't actually very big. So eventually, Action Force became the the back pages story of the Transformers comic. So it became Transformers and GI Joe. Yeah. They used to do that shit all the fucking time. What I always found quite no, no, quite, neither of those brands are strong enough with the general public. Yeah, what I always found quite, quite quite strange about the GI Joe, the two movies we've had so far, GI Joe and, um, and it is Retaliation, isn't it? Yeah. Probably. Is is that of the actual GI Joe um, in terms of the, the Characters um, and the um, the TV series and the movie. There, the main character of the whole thing is Flint, 
Well, and, he's no, not is... in, and he's not in no. either of the movies. Well, this, is, this is a Hasbro thing. Hasbro don't know what to do with their properties yeah. properly. So they like... So, so G.I. Joe in the States was around for years. Mm. But then because of the Vietnam War, it, it became less popular because people were anti-war. And then after the Vietnam War, they relaunched... G.I. Joe, but they did it, it was, it was called something like Special Teams or something like that, and it became less, it, it, was. it was like, it was about sort of, or it was like Adventure, Adventure Team or Adventure Force or something like that, and it became less about military stuff, and it became more about teams of like jungle guys. They were essentially like, mercenaries. Like, and what, yeah, like the A-Team basically. Yeah. So then, but then what happened is obviously Star Wars came along. And because there was like a literally a petroleum shortage, they decided to make the figures smaller. Mm. So in the meantime, Action Man had come out, the, the G.I. Joe in the UK, Action Man had come out and they, those were like this size yeah. figure. But then because of Star Wars, they were like, oh, we can get away with making figures that are this size. Tiny, yeah. And what we'll do instead is rather than make them just all general guys... We'll give them all characters like Flint and Snake Eyes and stuff like that. That's what got released as G.I. Joe in the U- US. And it's also got re- what got released in the UK as Action Force. Action Force. But it never, like, Action Force was relatively popular in the UK, but it was massive in the US. Yeah, it's huge, yeah. So it never really, like, at the time, Transformers took over everything in the UK. So Action Force was kind of there in the background, but it just. It never really picked up the same steam as everything else that was going on the He Man and the Transformers that type of thing. Um, but at the moment, Hasbro owns Transformers, uh, GI Joe, like Rom, um, Visionaries, a bunch of stuff like that. Hasbro would love nothing more than to, be able to get their brands to a point where they could start to mix them over, but they don't know how to handle their own brands. It's, it's the same thing that Marvel had years ago where they don't trust their own IP. Like, Marvel doing The Punisher in 1989. Was it 89? And not trusting the character to, ju- to just be the character. Having to change it. Oh, well, people won't like that. Let's do it this way. Like, if Hasbro just trusted their own brands a little bit more, and just gave people a hundred million dollars to make a fucking GI Joe movie that looked like the GI Joe movies. Um, they, they might do better, but whatever. Uh, so yeah, so that was uh, any any questions from anybody? Because we don't have any fucking questions from fucking Twitter. Do you have any questions, Ian? Uh, what's the best Tampicore film you've seen recently? Well, that's not a real question. Actually, absolutely no way. I mean. Fucking hell, where do you start with Tampacore? You've got the Florida Project. The Florida Project? You've got... Yeah. Oh, is this a Tampacore film that I've not seen? Yeah. Willem Dafoe, big stars. Did, do, is that classed as Tampacore? Apparently, according to the Tampacore man. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. My Tampacore um, knowledge <laughs> has been found incomplete. He, he called Moonlight part of the Tampacore as he well. He did as well, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. So you've got Spring Breakers, you've got yeah. Moonlight. Yeah. You've got G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. You've got um, uh, the, the, the film I just said, The Florida Project. Uh, the one with um, 
What's the guy from... Um, oh, hey, I'm Gianfranco Zola! No, 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 no. What's the guy from... Um, Before Sunset and Before Sunrise? Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. What's the horror movie that he's in where he wears the big cardigan? Sinister. Sinister. Yeah, that's Tampa Core. Tampa Core, yeah. 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 I thought it is, isn't it? I thought I was making that up, am I? I thought I was killing it. No, it's definitely Sinister. Yeah. You got you got the uh, the Pokemon that looks like a teacup, Sinisty. Sinisty, yeah. <laughs> Which makes does that make Pokemon the first movie also Tambacore? I think it makes the first game. Yeah. There's a lot of Pokemon. I think Pokemon Sword and Shield are Tambacore. Both Tambacore. Yeah. Shield more so than Sword. Okay, that's yeah. probably fair. Yeah. Why why is there a teacup Pokemon? Because it was set in a version of England. Yeah. Well, that's all they do is drink tea. Well, cool. I know this. If if there's a poke, if, uh, Pokemon Baguette and Pokemon Croissant, mm. then you'll have. Is there? No, probably. No. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Listeners, he just looked at me in all sincerity <laughs> and said, I'll "Is go, there?" I'll go. Well, Charlie's got a Pokedex upstairs. We'll go through that. We'll, we'll find the answer. It probably yeah. is. Oh, I'm sorry. I ruined it last night. Oh no. <laughs> He's the one called like Baguette or something like that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Probably. Fuck off, man. You want to tell me about this game? <laughs> I mean, it will be next time I bring it up. In between the Pikachu and the Charizard pages. I'm sorry, it's very <laughs> sticky. Dad, why can't I find out what this is? Don't go to that fucking book! Stop it. Uh, right, yeah, that was episode... 410. 410. <laughs> um, Noel. Yeah. Thank you very much for all the years of podcasting. Uh, thanks, mate. You we'll too. see you in a couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you. Yeah, we'll see you when you fucking return with yeah. Logan, fucking Logan Lucky or whatever it is you're going to do. Um, Logan Lucky. Lucky. <laughs> with his Soderbergh-esque fucking retirement. He'll <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. a red state. I'll be um, back with the, the, uh, the American gangster soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, thank you very much for listening, guys. Uh, we shall see you next week. Ian, what yeah, are we covering next week? Jordan, you know, what I, haven't finished, liver? I haven't finished yet. Oh, all right. What are we covering next week, dickhead? Free guy. And don't breathe too. I'm fucking so looking forward to don't breathe and too. Whatever wins the patron poll for the retro review. What's up? Who's the patron poll? Yeah, there is. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for what? Yeah. Cast my vote now. As a non-patron. <laughs> no. Two Tell me what month, the options fucker. are. Tell me what the options Blade. are. Blade. Blade. Yeah. Gods and Monsters. Ooh, that's right. Laputa Castle in the Sky. Yeah. Ooh. So, so, so no. Guess who picked which films? Uh, Blade. Yeah. Laputa Castles in the Sky. No. No. What was the other one? Gods and Monsters. Gods and Monsters. I said I'd never seen it before, and he was like, "Right, I know uh, what." Okay. I picked Gods and Monsters. Charlie and I watched the first. Gods and Monsters. No. Charlie and I watched the first half of Castle in the Sky, and we've been meaning to watch the second half. Fucking beautiful, that It's a great film. Yes. It's like if you want, if you really want to watch Ian McKellen, try and get into Brendan Fraser's pants. Watch Solo. Yeah. And thank you very much, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> um, Our core expert. Of what's, yeah. up, what's coming up on his film, maybe? Well, Tambacore. Um, we haven't recorded in a couple of weeks, actually, but we're coming back oh, with you. our heist movies. Oh, okay. we've got to, can you pick films with bisexual lighting? Maybe. 
But uh, Lauren Boffrey already picked it, so Lauren is picking a film called. Oh Christ, what's it called? Heist? No, it's. Is, is it not the Dave Mount movie? Mine, Masterminds, which is a Jared Hess. Oh, that Jared Hess film, yeah. Oh, Alright. Yeah. And I've picked Rafifi, so it's going to be a good old double film. Of course you've you picked Rafifi. That's <laughs> a good fucking whiplash, that is, yeah. Jordan. I respect that. <laughs> well played. Uh, yeah, so thank you very much, guys. Um, we're all in the same room. This is awesome. Um, it's good, man. We're going to stop recording and continue drinking. Bye. 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 I'm going to bed. (laughs) No, you're not. This podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com.